Hey, and welcome to the much-anticipated and overly-participated, too many questions, Q&A episode of The Worst Year of Our Lives, a.k.a. The News. Now, I don't know why I thought I was going to put this all up as one episode after Drew sent me his three-hour half of it, but cooler heads have prevailed, and I'm going to put this up now a little later on Monday than usual, instead of trying to do some giant Tuesday episode. And then recording my part now and putting it up, let's say, Wednesday. So you've got a couple days to digest the first half. That seems to make the most sense to me. Uh, Why couldn't I record mine until right now? Well, we had to leave it until Friday or Saturday this past week for the questions to get in. Although in hindsight, we probably could have cut it uh, much earlier because there's so many questions. And uh, then Drew recorded his on Friday or Saturday, sent it to me. Great. Uh, But I had to main event a wrestling show on Friday, main event a wrestling show on Saturday, and then stream all day Sunday. And here we find ourselves now. So, uh, So that's the plan for that. And what's the plan after this week, you say? Well, we're gonna do back, two back, two back, all request spectacular episodes. The last three, in fact. Unless you fine listeners make it so that they are not the last three by sending in more requests, which you are more than welcome to do. You know the deal, 100 US dollars or more per request to paypal.me slash not Scott Henson. And we'll uh, see how long we can keep this train running. Follow me at not Scott Henson on Twitter. If you want a cameo, cameo.com slash scoot. Follow Drew at Sarian Softpaws on Twitter and on Letterboxd, Letterboxd, whatever you want. I guess if you're typing it into a web browser, then uh, use Letterboxd, uh, also Sarian Softpaws. And uh, that's all the big stuff I think. Oh, uh, you know what? Go go buy something at manscaped.com, promo code CATS20, see if we get paid sometime. Who's to say? It's a, At this point, it's a fun experiment. And uh, on the YouTube, you might be listening to this very podcast on right now, on which you may be listening. Ending a sentence with a preposition is something up with which I will not put. Uh, YouTube.com slash at not Scott Henson. Go ahead and click the, first of all, subscribe. That's free. Just click uh, subscribe. (laughs) I think click subscribe. Oh, have a little stroke there. Click subscribe and click the bell because clicking subscribe actually does nothing. Uh, But also, if you're feeling frisky, click the join button and join uh, for as little as $5 or as many as $50 should you uh, be feeling especially frisky. And uh, to the people who have currently joined and have been around for a little while, I think we're coming up on six months of potential membership for people who got in early. So uh, keep an eye on your badges on the next month or two. And uh, you may be pleasantly surprised that your hog gets even thicker. So uh, <laughs> with that, I don't, I don't think we're, we're topping uh, the thickening of hogs. So I'm going to throw it over to Drew, who did an excellent job on this, uh, to the point that I'm nervous about doing mine. And uh, maybe uh, maybe learn a couple things about us. And uh, then I'll see you on uh, Wednesday. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the exclusively NPR version of the worst year of our lives. I'm coming to you live from my home in beautiful Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada. This is the Drew portion of the Q&A emergency we need to record episode of the worst year of our lives. I've literally prepared nothing for this, and I am recording it in traditional Scott fashion of on the fly when we record. So I'm going to not apologize to you for how terrible this might be. I am unsupervised, doing my own thing for once, and we'll see how rambly I get. Uh, as we stated in the previous episode, that uh, we weren't able to get together to do a full proper episode this week. Between my work schedule and Scott's lack of motivation to do a podcast before he wrestles two days in a row, coward, we kind of had to come up with something on the fly. And uh, even though... <laughs> When we did last week's emergency episode, where we both did intros, there was almost zero communication between the two of us about who was saying what. And so I led you to believe that everything was up in the air. And then we had also discussed doing the Q&A, but those two things did not get communicated to each other, and that thus the stupidity that was us doing two intros that didn't really work with each other. So, here I am, a beautiful Friday. It is 6.48 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I'm going to open up this little file that Scott Q. Henson sent me of the some anonymous and some non-anonymous questions you have sent to us. Now, I have not read any of them except when I opened the file I saw the second question and knew immediately who it was so I have read one of the questions I don't know how many there are and I'm just gonna freeball it uh, I guess before I get to that of course you can follow me on social media Twitter Instagram Mastodon Still haven't gotten a third Mastodon follower, which I'm a little disappointed in. I thought that this community was a little bit more uh, pro-freedom of speech and not... Or is it the other way around? Well, this is why I shouldn't be allowed to do these things by myself. I hope that I get at least a third follower. Uh, you can also follow me. I mean, I, uh, I literally, at one point, I think I've had a TikTok. I think I've had a Snapchat. I don't use either, but you can feel free to try and find me on either one of those. Um, or, of course, the thing I mainly use is Letterboxd. All of them should be Syrian Soft Paws. All one word, and you can interact with me there. I'm not going to do Scott's because he can do his f***ing own. And I guess I'll mention manscaped.com uh, slash prom uh, promo code CATS20. Um, whether or not we're getting any benefits from that still, who knows, but I'll mention it. Uh, and that is the extent of the plugs I'm willing to do because the rest of them are Scott related and I'm nothing if not 
a complete solo artist at this point. I feel like this has been really terrible, and I'm not happy with the way it's going, but I also don't want to record again. So I'm just gonna power bottom through this. So uh, without any more uh, further ado, or me uh, trying to come up with preamble on the spot, I'm gonna just start doing questions. As, so as I've been told by one Scott Q. Henson, that uh, we're going to do these in the same order. I believe it's going to be mine, then his, perhaps, or vice versa. I'm not 100% certain. But um, we will just go through. So the first question to answer is, uh, I'm the first question, I think. Does that make me special? Absolutely fucking not. If any one of you think that you're special... You are sadly mistaken. The only special person here is Scott. And he's so special, they had to invent a new, like, past where the dial could go to 10 to get to his autism level. So, you are not special. You just happen to be listening to the podcast at the right time. Am I going to be vaguely mean on this? Hmm. I feel like it is something I would do to just be unreasonably mean to people I don't know. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm gonna do it. Also, I've said the F word twice in the first six minutes, so we'll see what happens. Uh, so here's the second question, who I'm sure I already know who it's from. Oh, sorry, and to confirm, these are the anonymous questions. Uh, we're gonna go through the anonymous ones from uh, CuriousCat.Live slash NotScottHenson, and then we'll get to the ones of people we actually know. Um... I will go with... <laughs> so, <laughs> like, when is Drew gonna man up and suck a dick already like a good DL bisexual? Interesting question. Uh, first of all, present it, and then it'll be sucked. I mean, that's an obvious, easy solution to the question. Like, if there... I'm not gonna go out and try and find one, but if one is presented directly to me, then it's fair game. So that's the answer to your awful question. Uh, th this is just for Scott, so I don't know why he included it in the question. Oh, you know what? He did mention to me that if they're not for me, they will just say his name. So I'm an idiot. Uh, here is the next one. Uh, best way to repel ticks. Um, don't be a disgusting dog. Uh, don't roll around in the muck outside and be a pig. I mean, I think the best way to not be, not get ticks is to be a cat. Uh, you self-clean all day. You're not disgusting outside, getting all covered in shit. You don't eat your own poop necessarily. So I would say, yeah, be a cat. It's the, the, the hygiene levels are superior to anybody else. So that's probably your best bet. I will go to the next question, which is, Hello, Scott Andrew. Have you heard of the luchador Cassandro? How do you feel about him and his legacy, if so? Also, do you have any favorite poems? Thanksies. Uh, I mean, yes, of course. I am familiar with Cassandro. Cassandro is uh, what we would call in the uh, wrestling world, uh, I don't know, an exotico, I believe is the term. Uh, so exoticos are like um, 
I mean, the majority of them are like non-passable trans wrestlers, but they're not actually trans. They're just men kind of doing drag, but doing it like very uh, it's hard to it's, hard to, it's like it's, it's it's essentially drag but there's nothing overtly sexual about it except for some of the characters do very uh very intentionally gay mannerisms and things so uh you can do but you you don't have to specifically do gay things. <laughs> I don't, sorry, I kind of got also trying to thought there. So yeah, they're like they they dress in like essentially in women's wrestling outfits. They wear makeup. They kind of have a feminine looks to them. They're not necessarily always like like doing the gay things. They're just um, a kind of like a showmanshipy. I don't know if any of them are actually gay in real life, uh, but Cassandra's probably like. Uh, one or like one A or one B of the most famous ones, uh, along with uh, Pimpinella, who got a little bit of fame in North America in like the the 2010s for being on um, Lucha Underground. Um, I think he said was like was very talented. Like at a time, like was doing very very like fun, entertaining wrestling. Was kind of pretty capable of doing. A lot of the things that non-exoticos do to like be a good wrestler, I think it's just a gimmick choice that you do at some point where you're like, I wanna, I wanna, like, see where I can go with this. There's money in it. You're gonna get bookings in it. Uh, it's it's predominantly a Mexican thing in lucha, and what they do is they'll do a lot of like a a, a male, um, an up and coming male wrestler. Uh, a woman wrestler, an exotico, and a little person wrestler, and they'll be like a team, and then they'll face another team of the same uh, uh, alignment, and it's you know, but everybody interacts with each other and stuff. So I mean, yeah, I, I think Cassandro was like very good, very entertaining, um, and like a very competent luchador when he was young. He's like in his fifties now, if he's still alive. I'm not. Uh, 52, and would appear to probably still be alive. Uh, so, yeah. Um, anyways, let's move on to the next one. And I realized that my fun, funky background noise, uh, music was all of a sudden very loud. So hopefully that doesn't ruin everything about this podcast. Um, here's the next one. Uh, oh, okay. Let me get a sip of water before I do this one. What's the deal with airline food? Um, it's mostly bad. I mean, it doesn't. It's not really offered that often, is it? I don't know. I like. The, I mean, I I took a flight Vancouver to Toronto, and then Toronto to Columbia, and we got a free meal on it, and it was fine. But I feel like most airlines don't offer food anymore. I I'm not 100 percent certain, but I feel like it's not uh, all of them, just the the major ones. So, but the last one I had was fine; like it wasn't terrible. So, I'm gonna say um, there is no deal with the airline food. Um, here is a uh, somebody being uh, very, very, very greedy little piggy 
who's asked seven questions anonymously. You are the greediest of pigs. Uh, I'm going to just get right in them. Hi, I don't have any funny preamble for this. Here are a list of questions. Do either of you do your own cooking? If so, what is one of your go-to recipes? Uh, I, I do my own cooking. Not all the time. I mean, I think I eat out probably more than I should. Um, but I am, I am capable of doing my own cooking. I can, I do like, you know, I'm really, I make a really nice pork chop with like garlic mash and asparagus usually is is one that I do. Um, pretty good at making like a, like a nice steak. Uh, but I think my go-to recipe or dish is I make like a chili con carne. So it's like, uh, you choose, like you do three types of beans. Usually I do, uh, black pinto and then I don't know what they're called everywhere else in the world, but in Canada, they're like, they're like maple beans. They're like in a can. They're like a Heinz brand and you can get like different varieties of them, but they're like in a, like a, a sauce inside the can. And so I, I use that. And then I'll do, like, diced peppers, diced tomatoes, which, even though I actively hate tomatoes and I do not like them, uh, putting them in adds, like, a little bit of, um, like, texture to the liquid part of the of the of the, the sauce, so it's, like, not so runny, because the rest of it is mostly just water and then, like, kind of, like, stuff from the meat, um... So I'll do, yeah, I'll do diced peppers, diced tomato. I'll throw in, uh, like, maybe some diced green beans or some corn. Then you do, like, ground beef or ground turkey. What I do is I take the ground meat, I put it in the pan, and then I let it simmer on, on one side until it's pretty much ready. Then I'll toss it and flip it over, and then I'll cover it in, like, one of those old El Paso taco mixes, like, that you, that you know, that white people taco mix, and I'll cover the meat in that and then just let it, like, finish cooking itself in that. So... So that the seasoning is actually on the meat, not in the pot. Because in the pot, it just kind of gets, like, you know, diluted down with all the liquid. And then it's not as, like, it doesn't have a kick to it. So, like, that way the meat actually has the kick to it. So, while that's cooking, I throw all the beans, like, into, like, a big stewing pot. I throw all the beans. um, And then I'll let that sort of, like, cook around a bit. Then I'll add the meat. And then I'll add all the vegetables on top. And I just kind of stir it around. I put salt, pepper. um, I usually use, like, chipotle powder, garlic powder. And, uh, uh, yeah, like, sometimes I'll throw something else in. Like, I I can make it a little bit spicier. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Um, And then you just kind of, like, mix that all around. And then just let it stew in the pot for, like, uh, 30 minutes and then it's yeah it's like pretty like it's pretty delicious uh i have i've made it for lots of people in my life and even people who don't really like chili um they liked it they they told me they liked it so uh and then when you pull it out you know you you take like um shredded cheese maybe like uh uh, what's called a pizza mix which is like the different varieties like a mozzarella and like a uh, gorgonzola, I don't know, whatever the fuck it is, or whatever cheese you want. You sprinkle that on top, uh, and then yeah, it's, it's. I think it's really delicious, and you can make a lot of it for relatively cheap, and it lasts really long. And if you freeze it, it's it like perfectly fine. It lasts a long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's mostly those. Um, I don't know. I used to make some pretty good like um, uh, boneless skinless chicken breasts 
with wrapped in bacon and pineapple. I know it might sound gross because it's pineapple, uh, but then you wrap it in tin foil and you put it in the oven. And then when it's you, you let, leave it in the oven for uh, I don't remember. It's been a while since I made it, like ten ish minutes. Then you take it out, you put it right on the barbecue, and it cooks like all the way through. It like absorbs the fat from the bacon, but it also absorbs like the sweetness from the pineapple, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't cook all the time. I do actually eat at work quite a bit, uh, which has, you know, tons of options and tons of variety. So I never have to like, you know, worry about what I'm getting. I do eat, I do eat a lot of soup at work, uh, because the options are there for me to have soup, but, uh, sandwiches, you know, whatever. Uh, I hope that is enough. <laughs> um, here we go. Number three. Have you had any strange or awkward interactions during your wrestling career? Holy shit, have we ever. There, the wrestling fan base, especially on a lower, like, independent level, like what we do, really gives people a lot of confidence to uh come and talk to you whereas like maybe if they're seeing a wwe or an aew wrestler they might not approach them because they're you know they're awkward or they're uncomfortable or they're not sure what the interaction is going to be like but uh we get a lot of we get a lot of people a lot of people come up and talk to us and like it's kind of two two different types of people it's like people who are there for wrestling and are kind of like bros or like don't are just there because it's fun and then they're like oh you guys are cat wrestlers? Like, what What the hell is that? Like, why would you choose to be cat wrestlers? And then you get the other side of it, which are like awkward nerds who know us from either this podcast or they know Scott from being with on Adam's show or, you know, whatever. And then they'll just be like very, very weird and socially awkward and try and form conversations with us when like you know either we're busy or maybe we're not interested in having a full conversation with you and the they definitely like have a hard time understanding that hey like there's lots of people here (laughs) go talk to other people or like you know we're selling merch or we're going in the back to you know put our match together or getting changed or whatever i mean i'm I at the very moment, like off the top of my head, I can't think of one very specific one. Maybe Scott will have one, um, but I, yeah, there, I mean, there was there was definitely times previous company that we worked in in Seattle where you just met like just weird people in general, not necessarily like interactions, but you just see somebody you're like, "Woo, that's that's a weird person." So there, I can think of one guy, not necessarily a fan. He was one of the ring crew and he wanted to become a wrestler. And, uh, in more recent years, I'm not going to dox him on the pod, but in more recent years, they've made some very interesting lifestyle choices as far as like body mods. That is very uncomfortable for us to look at. So that's kind of, I think maybe we're all, uh, I'll leave it at that and if you really want more information you can come uh come ask me personally i don't know um oh i believe i skipped a question uh number two was actually uh, across all media who is your favorite or least favorite asian character answer carefully well i can tell you immediately off the top of my head uh who the worst one is and that's mulan now hear me out hear me out number one chinese number two a woman number three stolen valor do i need to say more 
do I need to say more? Uh, favorite. Favorite Asian character. Oh, that's a toughie. I'm going to say... Yeah, I actually... That's, that's really hard. Uh, I like... I think I've mentioned this on the pod before, and it's been made fun of by one specific person. But uh, I like uh, Saitama, which is uh, the One Punch Man. I really, I really like that show a lot. Um, and then Asian character. I mean, is Bobby Lee an Asian character? Because he's pretty fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's other ones that I can't can't think of off the top of my head, but. Mulan's the worst, by far. Uh, okay, now I can go back to where I was. Number four. Did you ever consider any other animals before landing on a tiger and and or snow leopard? Uh, well, yes. Le legitimately, I would have chosen tiger if Scott didn't already have pick a tiger. Because I tigers are... I like... I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Love, I love snow, snow leopards. Snowies, as I call them. Um, they, they are really cool and they're like these beautiful mountain cats who like are mysterious and they've got the long tails and everything, but like tigers are just so big and powerful and like can wreck shit. Plus they eat people all the time. And so tigers are really cool. Uh, but I didn't want to just be a, another tiger. I, I didn't want to be the second tiger and I mean, snow leopards are always something that if I ever saw uh, like an article or a YouTube video or uh, Disney made like a uh, uh, nature documentary about them, I, I, I always was like would gravitate towards it. So that was always like the next choice. But uh, yeah, I definitely would have chosen Tiger because they're just they're enormous, powerful, like smart and like can jump like crazy and have like powerful jaws and they're just like total badasses. So like yeah, that that for me that's that's the answer. I think I know what Scott's answer is too, but I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to see if he says it and then I'm going to not listen to the podcast and never find out the answer. Um so yeah, would have been tiger for me. Uh if you were forced at gunpoint to change them into another animal to change another what? If you were forced at gunpoint to change them, who's them? Like, if I was to choose change Scott into another animal, I'm gonna go with to change Scott into another animal permanently. What would that animal be? Um, I think I would change him into a human Chinese woman. Is that an option? Can I make Scott a human Chinese woman? Because I feel like that's the thing he would hate the most. But if we're going strictly... No if we take human out of the options and we remove that, um, what would I choose for Scott? What's an animal that can never relax and is just hyper and stressed all the time? Maybe a chihuahua. I think that'd be pretty funny if I made Scott into a chihuahua. Because, I mean, number one, dog, obviously. But they're, like, so hyper and high-strung and energetic. And that's the opposite of Scott. So it would be weird for him to have to be that. 
Un- unless he gets to be a mellow chihuahua, but I think that kind of defeats the purpose of ch- changing him into a chihuahua. So one would be Chinese human woman, and two would be a chihuahua. I hope that was what the question was. Um, number six, when was the hardest you ever laughed on the worst year of our lives? Uh, I can think of one specifically where Scott was pretending to be my father and he was, we were talking about when I was like 13 and I had found my dad's porno mags in the basement and we had a conversation about it. And then Scott did an impersonation of my dad asking me if I had found his pussy books and both of us like pretty actively died on the podcast there was there like there was laughter silence and pain for like two minutes until we could finally like regain our composure i like i feel like that was way back like in the early early days like that might have been i that i mean that might have been when we were doing the best of the decades maybe like in one of the earlier best of the decades or or even before that but i mean that is one that like my chest actively hurt for the rest of the podcast because i was laughing so hard and struggling to get air into my lungs that i was like actively trying like struggling and then afterwards like i couldn't i couldn't sit forward i like hunched forward i had to sit straight up and down because my chest hurt so bad it's like that that's probably the the funniest um i mean there's been some pretty funny ones where we've like come up with very funny jokes or like concepts but i think pussy books was probably the one that killed us both like really really good um and uh, number seven for this uh greedy 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 pig uh number seven is what's the weirdest fetish either of you have been exposed to i mean to be honest like uh, furry stuff for me was a big one when i first got introduced to it because i was like no, no no that's not real like that thing that thing that you're saying they want to do that's not real but then the more you get into it uh the more you're like okay yeah i guess it is a real thing um yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, off the top of my head, I mean, we we did do Twitter creep of the week that one time that had that um, that person that was very much into scat play. I think that is that is probably like number one for me that you're like. I can understand a lot of things in like sexuality or like degrading or feeling good or feeling like terrible on purpose, but shit just, I, I will never understand anything about shit that, that like when we, when we stumbled across that, that, you know what, that might actually go back into the last question about laughing hard is when I found that off air and I couldn't explain I couldn't explain it to Scott and I had to wait until we were going on air so that he could find out about it but that yeah that I will never understand is is poop shit scat it's all just like it's not even in the conversation of like sexuality and yeah that's it's insane 
Um, so yeah, I hope you got enough from your greedy, greedy little piggy seven questions there. Uh, next one up, uh, that one's just for Scott. Uh, when are we getting a season of 2000s WCW Thunder? Uh, I'm, I'm honestly not against it. I think Thunder is our Thunder shorter all the way through. Are they exclusively two? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm honestly not against it. I mean, I, I don't know that our audience at this point in the podcast is super invested in professional wrestling stuff. I mean, I think there is a lot, like quite a few of you who are, but I don't know that an entire another season of wrestling is what we're at right now, unless we want to start doing two episodes a week again. But yeah, it's uh, I'm not opposed to it. I've I've pitched other uh, wrestling related stuff for seasons, and we've talked about it. And then the problem is, you know, we do all request live spectaculars, which are still technically going on um, for you know seven months, and uh, then it kind of f's up a bunch of our plans. So we can definitely revisit the 2000 Thunder. Um, those some of those were pretty fun, so I wouldn't be against doing it. Um, uh, <laughs> are you guys are you guys big cats because you eat big pussy? In parentheses, you are what you eat. Uh, well, we're definitely big cats because we enjoy the fact that. We get to lick ourselves clean, including buttholes, and because cats are assholes, and both of us are assholes, and I would say that we're not big pussy guys, but Scott's definitely little pussy guys, and you can take that however you want. Uh, <laughs> this is a funny one. Uh, what are your guys' workout regimens, and why doesn't it include kitty yoga? I would like to hear what Scott's... Uh, explanation for this is of what his workout regimen is and why it's uh, old man calisthenics and uh, stretching. Um, yeah, I I had a wor- I have workout regimens. I mean, I've been pretty like there's been times where I've been six days a week at the gym, getting as big as I can, getting as healthy as I can, and then hitting that wall of motivation. And then you just get fat again. And I'm currently going from the fat stage back to the getting big uh, muscular stage. I'm in like the middle of that transition. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, if you want, do you want my real answer or do you want me to just say, I'm going to start doing kitty yoga? I don't know. I can't tell with you people. I think kitty, kitty yoga is fine. Uh, I, I am technically allergic to cats. So if we're doing yoga with cats on us, I don't know how well my breathing would do. But if you want to know my real workout regimen, uh, hit me up on uh, Twitter or whatever. And I can legitimately tell you if you want me to, um, at the very moment you're reading this, how pressed together are you and Drew's butts? Assuming Scott is reading. Assuming Scott is reading. Well, uh, joke's on you. We're doing it separate. So we are probably about at the very moment. See, I'm in Coquitlam and Scott is on his way. If not, nope, he's already at wrestling. So I can tell you that... We are 16 kilometers apart at the moment. Uh, So if you want to look that up on your own, then you can. 
if not, screw you. 16 kilometers. That's how far, uh, how to press together we are. Uh, do your parents know you guys are gaga for animals? Um, I'm going to say no for me. I don't think I've ever really brought it up in front of them. Uh, they've seen my wrestling gear and my mom has asked me questions about it before, but, uh, nothing has ever really come up. And when we did go to, uh, Las Vegas Furcon two weekends ago, and I told my mom, we're going to Vegas, uh, because I'm being dragged to a Furcon and then we're just going to hang out in Vegas for a couple days. There wasn't any like Furcon, like it was nothing. Right. So, um, no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a bunch of stuff around my how my room my house that like would in indicate that i am into furry stuff uh one time kelly and scott did go to a fur con and they brought me back furry art that i put behind something else and forgot it was there and maybe one of my parents saw it, but i'm not 100 percent certain um so there there's your answer uh I'm a tall Puerto Rican gay man who is very willing to experiment with Drew at Steamworks every Friday. I can't commit to every Friday because we do record most Fridays, but I can I can commit to a Friday. That's what I'll give you right now. Puerto Rican. Hmm. Like Jenny from the block. Uh, is your fan base made out of gay losers? <laughs> it's so true. Um... Not necessarily gay, but the other word, um, you know, sometimes you just attract a certain kind of audience and they want what they can't have unless you're a tall Puerto Rican gay man. But uh, for the most part, yeah, <laughs> I think we we attract the right kind of people for the kind of media we are putting out. And I think if Scott and I start wanted to start thirst trapping people then uh, we would we would have many, many dollars in the bank. Uh, but I'm not, at this very moment, willing to commit to that. Uh, this one might just be for Scott, because I don't have a cat. So I'm going to skip it. Uh, from, okay, so those, those are the anonymous questions. Oh my god, there are so many more. I am not going fast enough. Um, from YouTube... Shinobu, noted non-creep Brandon, for now. Uh, what are the top five wrestling matches you think are worth watching for someone who doesn't really watch wrestling, like aside from our own matches? And then in parentheses, it's me, I'm that person. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I don't watch wrestling, it's me. Uh, man, that is a very, very, very complex question, noted non-creep Brandon. Um, man, like, I don't know how deep you want me to go into wrestling talk and wrestling lore, but there is a lot to wrestling. It is not, probably not as simple as people would think it might be, especially if you're not interested in it. It is... It is very, yeah, very complex. There are so many different varieties of things, levels. Um, there's like, you know, Japan, Mexico, North America, Europe. Like, there's so many different things. It is very, very hard to so to like pick and choose. Like, I, I will give you, I will give you like 
I'll just stick to like WWE, let's say, because that's the easiest stuff to find. It's the most mainstream in America, and I'll, I'll stick with that. So you probably want one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time because that's going to be in a massive outdoor stadium with, you know, 30,000 people, 60,000 people, whatever, with all of the lights, the glitz, the glamour, like all that stuff. I mean, that's probably your... I mean, that that would be something I would suggest. So I would say that if you wanted to check out... Um, let me see. I want to. I want to get these right. I'm not as good with dates as Scott is because, well, I had, you know, lots of brain trauma. Uh, so if you wanted to check out uh, WrestleMania 26, which is March 2010, um, it is a streak versus career match of the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, I would say from a presentation standpoint and being in front of like, well, in front of a WWE claimed 72,000 people, that's probably like one of the big, like the biggest matches you can see. Um, and it's, and it's very good. Like it, it's not going to disappoint at all. And I don't know, like... As a non-wrestling fan watching that, I think you would get the most out of the, like, the drama and the, the like, performances of it. Like, Undertaker isn't necessarily the best wrestler, but he's one of the greatest entertainers of all time. And Shawn Michaels is probably the greatest, like, all-around wrestling entertainer that's ever lived. So that's, that's definitely something I would recommend. I would say, oh God, th th this, this is one that I would have liked to have maybe had read in advance and prepared myself for, because it, there, there's a lot. Um, man, uh, let me say maybe like one of my favorite matches of all time is from Royal Rumble 2003. Uh, it is, uh, Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit. Uh, don't, don't be deterred by a murderer being in the match. It was before he did the murders. Uh, it is a submission match for WWE Championship. Uh, that, that is like for a wrestler, like somebody who liked wrestling was my whole life. Um, I think that's probably the thing that if I was ever questioning whether or not I wanted to be a professional wrestler, that I was like, no, this, this makes me want to be a professional wrestler. I, I think that is the match. Um, I mean, there's just, this is so fucking hard. <laughs> I don't even know if I can give you five um, I would say you're, there's like a couple of the rock versus stone cold, Steve Austin's from WrestleMania's, uh, 15, 17 and 19. And those are, those are all really, really good. Uh, I can give you some earlier stuff if you want, like, uh, Rick, Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage from WrestleMania 3 is maybe, as a kid, was probably my favorite match of all time. Um, 
because it was like two smaller guys like that weren't like overly hugely muscular doing a lot of r- reversally rolly moving kind of stuff um and then boy i mean i'm going to say wcw counts as wwe because they you know they were uh but i i think the the most probably like the most popular uh match as far as like entertainment for not being what, what am i trying to say here i'm trying to type and talk at the same time uh like for entertainment value of not actually needing to know anything about wrestling is uh the is a cruiserweight title match wcw halloween havoc 1997 uh ray mysterio versus eddie guerrero it's kind of like the go-to of like hey do you want to see these two lucha guys do some really cool stuff like that that's kind of uh, kind of the go-to match. And then one that I just thought of um, that is like more recent is from Double or Nothing 2019, which is an AEW pay-per-view uh, that is Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. Brother versus brother. Uh, my match of the year. And um, you know what? Story, blood, like... Every, uh, you know, like uh, an older veteran and a younger, like trying to prove himself guy. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. So I, I would say like start off with those. If you want a real full list, you can always message me and find out from me directly. I can send you links to everything. But uh, off the top of my head is like, yeah, Sean Taker, Benoit Angle, uh, anything Rock Austin from WrestleMania. Although one, t- I think. Is 17 the best one or is 19 the best one? I think 17's the best one, but they're all good. Uh, then, yeah, Cody Dustin, uh, Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, and Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero are like the ones to go to. Uh, there you go. Noted not creep Brandon for now. Uh, from Brian Palmer. Uh, did Jordan Grace steal your steroids? Why is her face like that now? Does Kelly have a R- Cody Rhodes body pillow? Is Manscaped going halfsies on Little St. James? <laughs> um, yeah, Jordan Grace not only stole my steroids, but she stole all the steroids in the world. I... I will never understand, and maybe because I'm a hetero white male, I will never understand the women wrestlers who are like, oh, my whole life growing up, everybody always called me a boy and said I look like a boy and that I wasn't very feminine. And then they become professional wrestlers who get like big exposure. And then they're like, I'm going to do everything I can to look like a man. Like Jordan Grace and Rhea Ripley are the two biggest examples of that, of like, I got bullied my whole life because I was chubby and looked like a boy, and now I want to look like a man. <laughs> so I don't understand why her face is like that. I don't understand why she's doing so many steroids. I don't know why she needs to get so big, because she's like five foot two and just as wide as she is tall. It's disgusting. Um, I can confirm that Kelly has a Cody Rhodes body pillow that he puts in the groove of his bed that he's made from only sleeping on the one side for his entire life. But the pillow is in the hole. So he's like laying on top of the pillow and, uh, you can fill in the rest with what Kelly does when he lays on top of his Cody Rhodes pillow. 
Uh, man, I wish Manscaped was going half season on Little St. James because they're not paying us, so their money's got to go somewhere. And hopefully that would be to buy an island that Scott and I can go bust on because that's all I care about. And Brian's second question is, also as the leader of the recently formed Bry Union, how do you respond to our demands of equal representation? We are willing to accept Drew changing his name to Brian. Um, I will have to consult with the higher power. Um, I'm not a big fan of my legal government name, so I would be willing to change my middle name to Brian if that will appease the court. Um, if not, we might have to revisit it later. I don't think I want to be a Brian. Sea uh, Dog writes, How do you sleep at night? On top of a pile of money surrounded by many beautiful women. Pipe Paz says, Why you cat? Because uh, dogs are disgusting. And I wanted to be a clean boy. Uh, and then their second question is, Also, I want to go to Canada someday. What would be the best place to visit? XO, XO. Um, I, I highly recommend Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. I think, uh, that's a beautiful place. Maybe go between the months of October and February. I think it's a pretty nice place. Uh, you're going to see a lot. You're going to get to really experience the, the beauty that is Canadian winters. I think, I think you'd really love it. Uh, Bluey Anarchy, exclamation point. Uh, <laughs> answer this question without saying no please are you and please say yes are you and even if the answer isn't yes say yes anyway are you gay yes <sighs> sonics is back baby oh he's also a greedy pig. they're also a greedy pig five questions man let me take a sippy sip of water because i'm 46 minutes in oh boy all right Sonic says, okay, I have only two questions, and then ask five questions. Uh, for someone that doesn't like wrestling like me, can you explain what is the deal with wrestling? Said with a Jerry Seinfeld voice. Uh, it's, uh, it's male soap opera. It's, uh, it's really just acrobatics and acting and stunt work. And very, very homoerotic, even though it's full of homophobes. Does that answer your question? Uh, I'm mostly familiar with Scoot, but I want to know the Drew lore. So if you can do a little resume of your entire life, that would be very cool. Well, allow me to tell you. I was born on a crisp summer's uh, morning, 3 o'clock in the morning to be uh, precise, on May 9th, 1986, in New Westminster, British Columbia, Canada, to Sherry Lynn and Douglas Andrew Smith. I was raised for the first several years of my life in Vancouver, and then my parents bought a house in Coquitlam, not the house they currently live in, a different house. I had, they had a uh, second child in 1989, my sister, Amy Elizabeth Smith, and uh, we'll fast forward through all the, the, the bad parts of my life, like uh, being bullied my entire life, and uh, e including by my own friends, and uh, discovering wrestling, and then that becoming my whole life for, I don't know, 30 years. I don't know. I I don't like talking about 
personal life on the podcast, I can give you, I'll give you some real fast cliff notes. I started playing hockey when I was five and I've played my entire life. I got exposed to wrestling in 1991 when we moved to the house we're currently in and I have been obsessed with it ever since. I grew up with like kind of an outdoorsy kid. I played a lot of sports. I, in the summers, you know, out, out until it's completely dark and you get called inside. I went to Centennial High School, which no longer exists. It's been torn down. Uh, I went to film school. Uh, I've traveled to mostly Spanish-speaking countries because those are the women I apparently get involved with. I've been wrestling since I was 18. I met... I had a friend in high school who knew Scott and Dan and Chewy, and he took me and my friend Tyler to a backyard in Surrey where, where they had a ring, and I met Scott, and he I paid him $5 to wrestle that day, and then I continued wrestling. So this is my 19th year of wrestling, and boy, does my body feel like it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That is that enough? Um... <clears throat> If you had a perfect clone of Hitler that it's six inches long, would you torture him? <laughs> do you think that it's ethically correct to do so? Um, I don't know. Is he an exact clone mentally? Like, is he going to try and take over again? Like, if he's just a, if he's just a physically... Like du physical duplicate of him, but he's not actively trying to to eradicate the Jews. Then I feel like you just let him live his life. But if, but if he's gonna do the same thing, you might have to do it. You might have to bite the bullet and be the man who kills a six inch tall Hitler. Uh, <clears throat> would you get a surgery that increased your IQ by twenty five points, but it would leave a giant scar on your head and face? Uh, no, because I don't know that twenty five IQ points is going to help the fact that my brains are mush from all the concussions I've had. So I will take the smooth baby face over being slightly smarter than mush brain. Uh, and what is your favorite kind of pizza? This is going to be an unpopular opinion on this podcast. I like tropical Hawaiian pizza. Now that is, I don't know if that's everywhere or that's just a Canadian thing. It's a regular Hawaiian pizza. So it's got your, it's got cheese, it's got ham, it's got pepperoni, or sorry, pepperoni, pineapple, and then it's got bacon on it, bacon slices on it, and uh, slivers. Delicious. My favorite, I get it from uh, Panago, which is exclusively a Canadian company, and they make the best. And now I'm thinking about it, I haven't eaten dinner yet, so I might be getting a tropical Hawaiian pizza from Panago later. All right. Here comes Faytan, a.k.a. Eve, with 95 questions. Okay, it's 50, so I'm going to try, I'm going to try and give you your money's worth, Eve, but also I'm going to try not to go forever because I'm almost at an hour. Uh, what's your favorite meal, a favorite dessert, and a favorite drink? Uh, favorite meal would be, I'm going to say, I like a stuffed pasta in a rosé sauce, whether that's a gnocchi or like a tortellini, or I really like cannelloni as well. Um, yeah, I, I would say that. Uh, favorite dessert? Ooh, ice cream. I can never say no to ice cream. 
Like, even if I'm full or I feel sick and you say ice cream, I'm getting it. Uh, and a favorite drink. I'm assuming you mean alcoholic drink. I don't really drink that much alcohol. I do like uh, Summersby Blackberry Ciders. They are incredible. They are so sweet and and delicious uh, and non-alcoholic. I mean, legitimately, it's chocolate milk. I drink so much goddamn chocolate milk. I, I love it. <clears throat> uh, what was your favorite cartoon as a kid? Uh, well, I mean, The Simpsons. 100% The Simpsons. Even though my mom technically wouldn't let me watch it, I still watched it. So it would, it would be that. And if you're saying, like, younger, uh, I don't know that my brain can remember before I watch The Simpsons. So it's definitely The Simpsons. Uh, what goal are you working to achieve in the next year? Well, that is a nice question to ask. That, that's like a real, actual question. Um, I am currently in the process of working on writing, producing, and directing a, uh, a short film in the end of September, beginning of October kind of time frame. Uh, I've got... I've got everything ready to go i'm like to to start writing the script i have everything kind of worked out i just kind of need the motivation and time to write the script which is always the biggest problem uh i'm it'll definitely get brought up on the podcast going forward because after the all request is actually over uh that's going to be a lot more of my time (laughs) and then i will also be begging all of you for money so that's my big goal for this year um if you could have lunch with any person, living or dead, fictitious or real, who would it be? And who is the last person in the world you'd want to eat with? Bonus points if you don't name a cannibal. Very funny. I like that. Uh, my grandfather. 100% my grandfather. I He died when I was maybe... Um, 17. And I feel like I didn't... I spent a lot of time around him, but I don't feel like I got to, like, I don't know, like, properly learn learn enough from him. Like, he, he taught me everything I know about, like, building things and fixing things and, you know, like, how, how to solve problems like that. But I feel like there was so much more that I just, like, never really got to, uh, to kind of learn from him. He was a very quiet man. He kind of just tinkered and he was very funny. He would always say, like, these, you know, you would get McDonald's for lunch and he would always say, no, 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 I don't, I don't like McDonald's. And then he'd walk in the room and he would take some of your fries and you'd say, I thought you didn't like McDonald's. Like, no, no, I'm just making sure it's good for you. And then he tells, he goes, yeah, it's good. You can finish it. Or uh, you catch him falling asleep and he would just tell us, you know, no, 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 I'm just resting my eyes. You know, I don't want to hold my eyelids up. I'm resting my eyes. Or he used to wear a Mickey Mouse watch all the time. And then he would just go like, where are Mickey's hands pointing? Like, you know, I, I, I don't think I got enough time with him. I would have liked to see what I could learn from him as an adult. Uh, and the last person in the world is easily, not even, is James fucking Corden. I would... I would love to throat punch him until he can't breathe. Uh, James Gordon, easy. Uh, what's a non-wrestling talent talent you're proud to have? Well, it's not talking on a podcast by myself. That's one of them. Um, non-wrestling talent you're proud of. I think I'm very coordinated. Like, I've played a lot of sports in my life, so I'm very good at, like, something falls in my peripherals, and I can just, like, put my hand out and catch it. And, like, 
it's like I got it. Like I'm very, very good at that. Uh, when I do it in my everyday life, I will always do it and then just so out loud say sports. And sometimes people see me and hear it and they laugh, whatever. But like I, I'm very coordinated um, with like or sorry, I have very good hand eye coordination. I don't think I'm that coordinated anymore. I feel like I'm less coordinated than I was when I was young. But the, yeah, it's probably that I would say is my my biggest talent. I. I, I mean, I no, I, yeah, I, I think that's the answer. <laughs> um, what's a talent you wish you had? Ooh, to tolerate women in a relationship longer than I do. Is that a good talent? I feel like that's the right answer. Uh, what's an unusual hobby or behavior you have that not many other people have? Uh, I don't know. In 2023, collecting hard copy Blu-rays of movies, I think that might be the one, because um, uh, that kind of consumes the uh, my whole life sometimes. But other than that, um, I don't know if I can think of one other than Blu-ray movies. I yeah, let's just go with Blu-ray movies. Um, <clears throat> what's your biggest pet peeve? Um, I don't know that I have one. Like there are things that kind of annoy me, but I don't know that there's a big like I I like sandals with socks like nerdy people who like nerdy men who wear sandals with socks i just don't get it just wear shoes why what's the point of the sandals if you're wearing socks um without naming each other <laughs> who are your five most favorite people to work with on wrestling shows well first of all i think it's funny that you think i would say scott because i would not say scott uh what are you saying work with in the ring i assume um I would say that like the majority of my best matches have been uh, Daniel Macabe, uh Cole Crazy. Uh, you know what? Like I'll, I'll throw Pitfall Jones in there. We haven't had a lot of interactions with each other, but he's such a professional that like he's so easy to work with. Uh, I'm gonna throw this one as a tag team because I haven't worked with them not as a tag team, but Reloaded, uh, Jackie Lee and Sharif, like. They're they're super easy to work with. They're great personalities. They're great. They're like very like uh, cool guys to be around. Like really fun to be around. And oh, B boy, Uncle Benny, a hundred percent Uncle Benny. Uh, th that guy knows everything. He's so good. He's been around forever, and he's still going hard. Yeah, un Uncle Benny. Uh, <clears throat> How do you feel about marriage? Well, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, you know I hate marriage. Uh, I think it's very... Listen, if you want to get married to the person you're with or the person you love, that is cool. That is your prerogative. But I think it's a very outdated, old-fashioned mentality that you have to get married. I think it's a lot of pressure and stress on a relationship for a piece of paper. For a, for a government document that says you love this person this much. I don't think I will ever get married. I don't ever intend to. Obviously, that might change if I meet, you know, the right person. I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to. 
Uh, who is your favorite Sailor Scout? Well, this, it's actually funny that this uh, gets brought up now. Because while we were in Vegas, uh, yeah, we were at the Furcon in Vegas, and it was like I don't know, I don't even know how it specifically came up. Oh, I think we saw, we saw body pillows of like cute, cute, adorable things. And I said to Scott, I would never buy a body, a full body pillow that didn't have one of two things on it, like a snow leopard, just ripping like an ibex to shreds like and, and i'm talking like not in an adorable cutesy wootsy way like in a visceral like innards and blood and like like vicious manner like that is the that or tuxedo mask so your answer is tuxedo mask <laughs> what's a oh this is gonna be a hard one what's a movie or show you would like to see remade into a film for extra points, who would direct, who would star, and who would do the score? Oh, that, that is a really, really hard question. That is so hard. Movie questions get me so, like, uh, uh, I was going to say movie questions get me so hard. I don't think I want to say that out loud. Mo movie questions are really challenging for me um, because my whole life is movies. And whenever people ask me, oh, like, what's your favorite movie? And I go, I mean... I can default answer to Jaws and Jurassic Park, but uh, like to give you the real truthful answer, it would be 30 or 40 movies, and you've probably not heard of half of them. Not to say I'm like, oh, Mr. Oh, I'm a nerd. I know movies, but it's just like I see so many things that, that are not just like the big mainstream movies. Uh, it's like it's impossible to, to figure that out. I, but I mean, I, I know that's like the big thing in Hollywood now is like, let's remake this thing into a dark version of it. Or like they did fucking Fantasy Island, but they made it like evil and Bloomhouse and or Blum, Blumhouse and like it sucked. <laughs> so, um, I, I'll tell you, like one of, one of the shows that I really liked growing up and I, and I, I will be so, I will be ecstatic if somebody listening to this is also as excited about me talking about this as I'm going to be. But one of my favorite shows when I was younger growing up was Sliders. Uh, it was on Fox. It was Jerry O'Connell. It was uh, Jonathan Reese davies It was the other two people who never did anything else. But, man, like, the show, maybe, like, you know, it was the 90s. The visual effects weren't incredible. And, you know, the acting and stuff was kind of hokey at times. But the concepts that they had for these the the stories in it were so original. Okay, like, if you're not familiar with the show... And I, I recommend you watch it. I mean, like the first, it's five seasons, but once you get to season three, you can stop watching because four and five are uh, unwatchable. So the idea is Jerry O'Connell is a college student who's trying to develop wormholes, right? He's trying to develop a way to travel between parallel universes. And while he's doing an experiment, it goes wrong, and he accidentally sucks himself. He, he sucks himself. He sucks his girlfriend. He sucks his professor. And he sucks a random black mu uh, musician on the street. <laughs> this show sounds even better now that I'm talking about it. Maybe they should remake it into like some kind of porn i don't know so they all get sucked into it into a uh a wormhole that takes them somewhere but they don't realize that that's what happened right away and 
this first plan, this first parallel universe they land on, everything kind of seems normal at first. But then, as they're going through the motions of figuring out what's happening, they realize like all these very subtle changes. Like Rembrandt, who's the black mu musician, uh, is driving his car. And when he gets sucked into the port, into the portal. So now he's like, you know, he comes through the portal, he's driving his car still, and he kind of doesn't, you know, realize what's going on. So he drives it to a light, and the light's red. So he stops, and he's sitting there, and then the car behind him is like leaning on the horn. And he's like, what are you talking about, man? It's like, he's like, it's red, it's red. And the guy speeds past him and yells something at him. He says, it's red, man, what are you doing? He drives past him. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really clue into it at first, but like, there's all these subtle changes. So like in this parallel universe, red light means go and green light means stop right so they only have a certain amount of time on each of these worlds and they eventually figure out like that's how it is but they aren't able to just go right back to their home planet so now there's like a timer set for every planet every uh, parallel universe they're on and they can only be there for a certain amount of time and they have to be at this exact spot where the portal's going to be at the exact time that the timer goes off so that they can go back through and every episode is different like there's so there's one where they land and they think that there's the dinosaurs never went to exist it went extinct so they think that they're in the land of the dinosaurs but what happened is uh dinosaurs didn't go exist go extinct but uh they've landed in because the show is set in san francisco but it was partially filmed in vancouver which is pretty cool uh but it was a uh, nature preserve all of san francisco was a nature preserve for the dinosaurs so humans had evolved and done their regular and like everything was normal outside of san francisco but there was just a dinosaur there uh that dinosaurs still survived so they were in this thing and like so every episode like that is very unique um and one of the ones that are like so there's one episode where like you know, right at the end of the episode, they they'll they'll go through, they'll land on another planet, and it's kind of like a big gag or a, a a twist or something. But then the next episode, they've they've moved on to the next parallel universe, blah blah. So one of them they land on where just like everybody's a nudist, like nobody wears clothes, everybody's naked. Now obviously they don't show anything, but like that's one of them. But one of the ones I always thought was very cool was they land on a planet. Or, or they land in a parallel universe where during the original uh, Gulf War, the uh, Iraqi it's never it's never alluded to directly who it is like they don't say Saddam Hussein but they're like a Middle Eastern guy dictator guy uh, developed a like chemical warfare weapon that. Uh, attacks only male genetics and so after that bomb explosion went off and the cloud sort of spread around the country around the world it eradicated men so almost every man on the planet has been completely wiped off but their women survive no problem and they've kind of taken over society it's not like a drastic dystopian anything like it is still just 1997 san francisco but all of the women are like you know in charge of everything they run everything and certain men have survived because they've either you know they weren't attacked or they were immune or whatever and so they are now all sort of in like <laughs> like for lack of a better term they're in like a sex work camps sort of like these corporations in countries 
own these men and they use them for breeding purposes so their regiments are like you know you they exclusively watch their diet they have to work out a certain amount of time they have to get a certain amount of sleep and then like countries will orchestrate trades to like trade this guy to this to this country so that the gene pool kind of gets diversified and blah 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 so they land on the planet and they don't realize this at first because they never realize what it is at first and when they land uh, the three men are there, like, with just kind of like they land, they're like, oh, where are we? And the women on the street, like, go insane. And they start, like, rushing them and charging them and, like, groping them and stuff. And then it goes to the opening credits, and then they get, or they get arrested, and it goes to the opening credits. And that's when you sort of find out, like, what's happened. So the idea is that, you know, only select women are allowed to breed. And. So now these men have been sort of wor- are going to be worked into the you know the the gene pool, and I just thought that I thought that concept was really cool. So I and and it was taken like completely seriously. It was not like a comedy. It wasn't like what women want or like something silly like that. Like it was it was done like in an earnest like dramatic way of like oh like this the the world is desperate to keep the population going the and like you know the, these men are sort of like sex slaves and that's a that's a concept i've always thought was really really cool and i would have loved i would love the opportunity to develop that but like if somebody could develop that and like if you're if you want me to go deeper cut on that um i can give you like i don't know who i'm thinking like maybe like Alex Garland could direct it like he seems like the kind of guy that would do uh, he like ex machina and like some some uh television shows dems but i feel like Alex Garland could probably direct it and then man star in that well you'd need somebody who's like charismatic but not like like you don't they don't have to be a mega hunk because it's not even does because looks don't matter in this it's so like i mean i maybe colin farrell would be really cool because i mean i love colin farrell uh and then the score man um i like i would love to see somebody i I, what i like now about music and film and score is i like giving art like artists like from from a band or like a somebody who's like a singer like you know you think of like Trent Reznor Atticus Ross Atticus Ross kind of stuff like that's what i want so like somebody who's got a new idea i don't have anybody specifically but something like that that's like a oh hey why don't we get the lead singer from 9 inch nails to do the score for this this uh Fincher movie like you know something like that would be really cool um What's an activity you've always wanted to try? Oh, boy. Um, I would go skydiving. I would go skydiving for sure. I don't think I would go bungee jumping just because, I don't know, my body sucks from wrestling and I feel like it might like whip me hard and I would be not in a good place. But uh, I would do skydiving for sure. I'm not, I'm not afraid of heights, so... Um, is there a weakness or flaw you're struggling to overcome? Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely struggle with confidence in myself when it comes to like creative space, like working on this movie. Uh, I feel like everybody's their own harshest critic and I feel like I'm really hard on myself and I have a hard time, um, 
I have a hard, it's not a hard, it's not getting, it's not criticism and it's not feedback, but what it is, is like, as soon as I get one, not like non-positive thing about something, I overthink that thing too much and then I can't get past it. So it's like, if I show somebody the treatment that I've written for this script and then they go, yeah, this is really good. Like the whole thing. I like this, blah, blah, blah. But like this one part, I like, why would they blah, blah, blah. And then now I think like, well, fuck, I only wrote that. I wrote that. I liked it. But now maybe that's just a thing. That's a visual idea in my head. And now that doesn't make any sense. And then I'll just like obsess over that thing. And I can never, I, I can't really work past it. So I would say that like the the weakness is like the the confidence to continue pursuing that to continue moving forward on something instead of just like putting it out of my head like okay I'm never going to finish this it's never going to be good I'm done like like I think that's kind of what would be um what food slash drink do you absolutely hate i mean i said tomatoes before i fucking hate solid tomatoes i'll eat pasta sauce i'll eat ketchup uh but anything like solid it's it's the consistency of tomatoes i absolutely hate them um i don't know like i'm not i'm I'm not that picky about a lot of stuff really like there are things i don't like but i would still eat but i think tomatoes is like the big one for me uh and i know I, i know what scott's is scott's is pickles which i love so there you go uh why didn't you put a cap on how many questions people can submit uh because eve we wanted you to abuse the system um what movie did you assume you would hate but grew to love after you saw it Ooh. Uh, again movie questions really tough i don't know if i have an answer necessarily um, okay, I'll tell. I'll tell you. It's, maybe it's it's an easy answer, but uh, the newest Mortal Kombat movie. I was expecting it to be awful, and it was pretty good. It like the the violence and the kills and stuff were very video game like, like the actual video game. And uh, yeah, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised with it. And uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the new the new one that came out. Uh, again, I was expecting it to be unwatchable, and it was very very funny, and uh, it was it was very good. So I, I'm I'm very happy that I went and saw that in theaters. Uh, I'm going to assume this next question is exclusively for Drew uh, because I don't think Scott watches Love is Blind. So the question is, uh, who's your favorite person on Love is Blind? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about currently, not all time because we, we've already discussed off pod uh, who is my favorite, period. Um, man, uh, well, I don't really like any of them this season as we discussed i'm uh, gonna say i really don't know man like at all i mean uh i i i don't i honestly I honestly don't have one. Like I really, I'm, I'm, I'm brought up the cast list now so I can go through. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, none of them this season at all. They're all pretty terrible. Um, 
Man, we really should have capped you because uh, uh, there's still so many. I'm only halfway through. Uh, if you could visit any place on Earth for a week, all expenses paid, where would it be? Uh, Japan? What's something stupid you did as a kid? Uh, my sister, when she was like maybe three or four, uh, tripped and fell into like a coffee table, like and like knocked over a coffee table, and uh, I immediately went and called nine one one and told them, and then hung up and then hid under a desk in my grandmother's office, because um, I thought she was dead. Uh, is there something you did or didn't do that you deeply regret? I mean, yeah, everybody's got regrets and stuff, right? Um, I don't know that I uh, specifically have anything in mind, but I also don't want to look back at regrets and say, like, you know, this is something I should have done. I, I would just rather live my life now and not stress about that stuff. I feel like too many people live in the past or of like what they used to be what they could be what they were and like i don't want to live like that so yeah everybody does uh who's the worst fan you've ever had to deal with i don't know uh again i can't like i can't really think of anybody off the top of my head there there are some people who let's just say like body like their hygiene and they're like presentation of themselves is not the best and so you don't really want to spend too much time like next them like i'm not saying anybody for like specifically but there are people in the past who are like uh this guy stinks i need to get away from them uh especially people who like smoke heavily uh do you have any phobias uh i don't like the like i don't like open ocean unless i'm on a big boat uh i can't swim I refuse to relearn how to swim. I learned as a child and forgot as an adult. Uh, but yeah, I don't like the I don't like open ocean. Like if I was in a tiny boat in the ocean, I would be terrified. Um, so yeah, open ocean. If you oh oh, and also um, accidentally getting a girl pregnant is a big phobia of mine. Uh, if you suddenly won five thousand dollars, what would you do with it? Um, I don't know. Like, legitimately, right now, off the top of my head, buy a PS5. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, if you want me to give you a real serious, like, actual answer, is I would take my mom on a trip somewhere. Wherever she wanted to go, I, I would take her on a trip. Um, what is the best generic ice cream flavor, and what is the best flavor ever? I'm a big mint chocolate chip guy. I love mint chocolate chip. Um, there is a like Canadian brand called PC Presence Choice that uh, is at like one of our major retailers in Canada, and uh, their mint chocolate chip is really really solid. Um, the chips are pretty big size, and it tastes like it's very good. Uh, best flavor ever. I mean, that is what, probably up there. Um, I mean, I like a cookie dough. I like a birthday cake. Uh, Scott and I once accidentally discovered a delicious Dairy Queen uh, flavor, which was just the regular soft serve with the marshmallow whip and score cookie added into it, uh, which turned out to be one of the best ones we've ever had. Uh, when associating with or dating someone, what's an instant deal breaker? Um, instant deal breaker. I mean, smoking for me is a very big, like, turnoff. 
some, that that's like a real big like I'm gonna have a hard time getting around this. Um, and then I think just like legitimately any, anything like homophobic or transphobic, uh, anyone who's like non non comically racist. Uh, is also something that I'm just like not really interested in having around me. Like you can make jokes and goof around and have a fun podcast that people listen to where you get to say silly, funny, racist things because you don't actually mean them. But I think real hatred of people who are homosexual, people who are on the in the trans community or uh, anybody in the LGBTQ plus or yeah, or anybody who's just like straight up racist is like a hard no for me. Um, I haven't really dealt with a lot of that. Uh, I, I don't know if that's like a males males dating females thing. I feel like that's more of a females dating males thing. So I, I've never had to deal with it, but that is something that I, uh, yeah would really have to say a hard pass on. Uh, what's your Meyer Briggs personality type? What aspect of the type is especially true? What I've never done it. I don't know what I am. And I also don't know if I'm going to ever do it. Uh, what do you enjoy doing in your spare time? Uh, play, I play a lot of video games. I watch a ton of movies. I like to work out. I like to play sports. I like to come up with very inappropriate parody songs in my head that I never tell anyone uh, because it would paint me in a very poor light. Um, I don't know. I like to eat. I'm a big, I'm a big snacker. So I like to snack. Um, what's a game you excel at? Well, video games, I would say like NHL, NHL games, uh, FIFA games. I'm like really good at those board games. I'm pretty. I, I I was really good at Catan when we used, when Catan was big, Settlers of Catan, and we used to play that quite a bit. Uh, I felt like I was really good at that game, but we haven't played it in years. Um, what do you wish more people knew or understood about you? Um, <clears throat> I I have a lot of anxiety. I have a lot of. I've dealt with depression my whole life. Well, okay, I've dealt with depression my whole adult life ever since I got several concussions in a row that really fucked up my brain and everything motor skills about speaking and eye contact and bright bright sun blinding me or bright lights hurting my brain um so yeah a lot of a lot of that um and i think i do kind of deal with like i don't know how to i don't know how to describe it correctly but like let's say for example i'm i'll be i'll be brutally honest i got nothing to hide here on like so like let's say let's say this podcast right and we'll pitch follow let's say following scott and i on social media and like we're pitching it literally every episode and then there'll be people who like don't interact with me at all about the podcast they only interact with scott about the podcast and that actually kind of it kind of gets to me a little bit o only because like yes if you're listening to the podcast let's like or like the podcast or wrestling or whatever i'm just using the podcast example because that's what i'm doing right now but is like if you're only here because you know scott from other ventures that he does and then you're like not supportive of the whole podcast like of us together doing the podcast or like of me individually like 
it kind of kind of sucks and it kind of makes me feel like shit because then it's like whether you you know whether you think i'm funny or you're only here to listen to scott or the things that scott's doing that's fine but like there's two people on this podcast so you can support both of us while still just liking scott you know that kind of it does kind of bother me quite a bit because especially when we're like hey like follow us and then scott gets a bunch of follows and then i get none so i know it kind of sounds like i'm whining about it but it's it it does bother me a little bit so yeah that that's for sure something that uh, i wish people knew about me um what's something you wish you could change about yourself Ah, uh, boy. I wish I, I wish I liked the sound of my voice on recordings better. I wish I had taken my uh, braces and retainers more seriously when I was a child, because my teeth are fine, but they're not the way they should have been, but they're still pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm honestly not that unhappy about myself. I mean, I wish I hadn't gotten so many concussions so that my brain worked properly and I wasn't so sensitive to light. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not overly that upset with myself, like my my physically, my body or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I don't – I that doesn't really bother me. I mean, I like literally being a wrestler kind of – Yes, being a wrestler makes you feel like shit because you're like, I have to squeeze into this uh, skimpy attire and be in front of a lot of people and I feel like garbage. But I'm also so comfortable just like wearing that skimpy outfit in front of people that it doesn't actually bother me. So it's kind of fixed the problem, I guess, if you if you look at it that way. Uh, what's What made you laugh the hardest in your life? Um... Well, as I mentioned earlier, pussy books, but also uh, I will say the first time in this in theaters viewing of Team America World Police in theaters viewing of Borat and in theaters watching Cabin in the Woods, the scene where she kisses the wolf head on the wall and Kelly put his feet up on the chairs in front of him like he was going to pretend to jerk off and we were joking around and he yelled at the top of his lungs in a full theater on like opening weekend don't you ruin this for me uh, those are maybe the three hardest laughs I've ever had in my life um, what's something you really like about yourself um, I think And this is going to sound braggadocious, but that's not the intent. I feel like it's very hard for people that I spend a lot of time around to not like me. I think I'm a very likable person in my person, like my personality, my outgoing nature, my like approachability from people. Uh, I, th I I'm, I'm proud that like I, everybody I work with, it seems like is happy to see me and talks to me and is friendly with me and like wants to be around me like that, that I'm very happy about. Um, I think not everybody has that. I mean, you're obviously, I'm not saying everybody in my life has liked, love, liked me or loved me. And you know, but I think a lot of people that I'm around, like see that I am a, like a, a fun outgoing, like, goofy nice person to be around uh oh boy of the five love languages quality time gifts words of praise acts of service or physical affection which do you use to express towards others and which do you like to receive most um both of them are physical affection 
I, lo- I like I'm very much an affectionate person. I hug I hug most people even if they don't want it. Um, and I definitely am like very very like touchy feely like you know I, I with with everybody like with all my friend all my friends everybody I'm close with like that's the one that I. That's the one I give the most. That's the one I like the most. Although gifts aren't bad. <laughs> Getting gifts is not that terrible. Um, what's your go-to order at a coffee shop? Well, I get a venti um, white chocolate mocha no whip from Starbucks almost every day I go to work. So that. Um, what's your favorite fast food place? Uh, this is maybe not a popular opinion because of the politics surrounding them, but it's fucking Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A will never not be number one. Uh, everything, the, the waffle fries, the sandwiches, the Chick-fil-A sauce, it's all incredible. It's so good. <laughs> um, do you have any family holiday traditions? To, to be honest, not really. My family's not really that big on that kind of stuff. We've never really done like Christmas. We kind of stopped doing once me and my sister were uh, like adults, and our family's kind of small, so we never really, you know, we maybe we used to do stockings in the mornings, but now we don't really do that. We just kind of have a breakfast. Uh, we don't we don't really do birthdays to be honest either. Like we'll do. Everybody gets one big gift, and it's kind of whenever they need it around, like in the year. So, like if you know, my dad needs a new bed, then we all pitch in and get my dad a new bed. But it's whenever he needs it, or my mom will like pay for my sister's car insurance, or like whatever. Like we we never do it at birthdays, so we honestly really don't have any. Uh, which is the which is the opposite of Scott, because I feel like Scott's family has like a hundred family traditions. Uh, which which is great. Like I I do wish we had more family traditions, but we just we just don't. We just never have had them, right? Uh, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? I mean, trashy TV for sure. Uh, Love is blind for sure. Um, I definitely saw every episode of The Hills and Laguna Beach back in the day. Uh, I think on honestly like um like se- uh like physical self care. Like body, like taking care of my body, like uh, moisture, <laughs> moisturizing, and like foot scrub and face, like face stuff, and like I do genuinely like that. I just I don't like the amount of time it takes, but I do genuinely have like I like that. Uh, white milk or dark chocolate? Uh, I mean, it's all of them. Um, but I'm gonna say if I had to pick one of the three, I'm gonna say. Uh, is milk a boring answer? I, it, it is honestly all three for me. Like, I like chocolate, so. Uh, what advice would you give to an indie wrestler rookie? Ooh, boy. Um, this is a loaded question. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to tell you a lot of bullshit that doesn't matter. Uh, there's a lot of people you can't trust because they're either using you to make themselves look better or they don't want you to succeed. Um, uh, I guess as far as like in ring stuff is just keep it simple. You don't have to do rolls, counters, this, like e- e- not everything needs to be five, six things in a row to get to where you need to go. You can do, you, you need to work on one step from here to here and perfect that step. And then you go, okay, I'm going to add a step. 
and then you perfect that second step. And maybe those two steps to get to where you're, what you're doing, you perfect them so well that you're like, hey, I don't need to add more to this. I can do this perfectly. Or you do it and then you try a third and it maybe it works. And so you don't have to always try and do the craziest, most intense, overcomplicated like crazy things like yeah that's what's big and popular like in indie wrestling but you don't need to do so much you can do so little and it just gets the same reaction and you're saving your body like like i said earlier in this in this podcast is like this is my 19th year of wrestling and I wish when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, I didn't do as much as I did because now at like 34, 35, 36, 37, I'm like, man, my body sucks. So just uh, keep it simple, stupid. A trivial genie grants you three trivial wishes. These wishes cannot cure illness, stop wars, bring people back to life, etc. What do you wish for? Um... Full transformation into a human snow leopard hybrid. Uh, two is. Ooh. Two would be. Also, Scott gets full transformation into a human tiger hybrid. And three would be. Scott never gets to know happiness again. Done. Uh, <clears throat> where, where, where am I? I've lost my train here. Uh, is there an actor or actress who will put you in the theater opening night, no matter what the movie is? Who is it? Um, yeah, there's probably a few. I mean, I, I will see that anything that like, uh, like Colin Farrell does or, uh, Brendan Gleeson was in the same movie. Sure, why not? Um, I think I would see most things Tom Hanks does, even if I don't overly think the movie's going to be that good. I would still see Tom Hanks. Uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh, I have a massive, big old crush on Florence Pooh, so anything she's in, I'm probably going to go see. Uh, but uh, I think for me, it's more about directors than it is actors or actresses. I think I would go see movies uh, of a director no matter what over a, an actor or actress no matter what. Like, if you're going to give me a David Fincher movie, you're going to give me a Wes Anderson movie, you're going to give me a... Uh, a Michael Bay movie. No, I was kidding, by the way. Uh, yeah, I, I think I like a Robert Eggers now, or like, you know, there, there's people that you're like, ah, th no matter what they're putting out, I'm going to enjoy it. So it doesn't really matter. Like, interchange the actors, and it's a different movie, but it's, I'm still seeing it, right? I think that's more for me. Um, what fashion or style would you wish would come back? I mean, I'll be honest, I don't have good style. I really have casual wear because I like to be comfortable. So I'm going to say tearaway pants. Those were uh, pretty fun. Well, uh, you've been forced to play Dungeon Dragons. Which class do you choose from? Alchemist, Bard, Barbarian, Cleric, Druid, Fighter, Monk, Paladin, Ranger, Rogue, or Wizard? Um, I choose having sex. Is that an option? I would rather choose to have sex. 
because uh, I don't feel like I want to do any of those those other ones. Uh, who do you look up to and or ins- aspire to be like? Um, I don't know. This is going to be lame, but I guess my mom. She's had uh, MS since she was like 33, and she's never really let it like dampen her day. She still just kind of like lives with it and she does what she wants to do and kind of enjoys her life the way she wants to. And she's never been like, oh, hum, look at me. I'm sick. Right. So, yeah, I I, I think you can call me a loser all you want, but it's my mom. Uh, What what's your favorite joke? Um, I like some Anthony Jeselnik jokes and there's some pretty good ones. I think my favorite one that I tell everybody I'll give you my favorite Anthony Jeselnik joke, and I'll give you my favorite, like, I don't, like, just a no, nobody's joke. So my Anthony Jeselnik joke is, um, he says, uh, my girlfriend grew up, uh, like, in a very, very religious household, like, her whole life, very strict, very, very going to church. Uh, her parents never let her do anything. And then one day when she was uh, in her early teens, she just stopped. All of a sudden, she 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 quit quit going to religion, and, uh, going to church altogether. And her parents were so mad at her that uh, they uh, they nailed a fourteen-pound uh, cross up on the wall above her bed. And one night in the middle of the night, that cross fell down and left a four-inch gash in the back of her dad's head. I, I'm, I probably butchered it a little bit, but that's the, just the joke. And then my favorite non-joke is uh, uh, a, guy, a guy and a kid are uh, walking into the woods, and they keep going further and further. And as they keep going further and further, it's getting darker and darker until finally it's almost so dark. That they, uh, it's, it's getting so dark that you almost can't see. And the kid turns to the man and goes, I'm getting really scared. And the man goes, how do you think I feel? i got to walk out of here by myself. Boom, boom. Uh, so there you go. Uh, truth or dare. If you choose truth, pick again. If you choose dare, comply with a dare of your co-host. Well, Scott's not here, so I don't have to do shit. Uh, oh, there's only two left. Who do you like to, how do you like to stay in shape? I mean, I miss playing hockey. I haven't played hockey in a couple years, uh, just cause I don't have a team to play on. And that was kind of how I stayed mostly in shape. And number 50 of Eve's goddamn questions. What's something you wish you could do more often? Play hockey. <laughs> All right. No, no more Eve, and there's still a million fucking questions to go. Uh, the Glitch asks, would you rather have unlimited bacon but no video games or game or unlimited games but... <laughs> would you rather have unlimited bacon but no video games or games, unlimited games but no games? <laughs> the fuck that doesn't make any sense unlimited bacon no i can't i can't give up video games but yeah unlimited bacon uh if you had to choose what would your top five favorite films be oh what about directors we just had this conversation earlier uh i'm just gonna rattle some things off i guess uh i mean i always say jurassic park and jaws are my two favorite movies back to the future uh raiders of the lost ark and i'm gonna throw in a wolf of snow hollow done directors uh david fincher um steven spielberg jim cummings now even though he's only done three uh 
Man, I... My brains! Um... Takeshi Miike for the most part, but only his non-weirdo uh, love movies or adaptations of anime. And, uh, oh God, I don't know, Michael Bay. Are you going to hire Tucker, Car- Tucker Carlson for the podcast now that Fox News has fired him? This is from Ragnarok9999. Uh, I would love to. I would love to replace Scott with Tucker Carlson. Um... When are both of you going to come out as Homo Sapiens? Scott note, I believe these are Omos, Omos fans. Um, I'm a bigger fan of his now that he actually took German suplexes from Lesnar at Mania. So maybe I already am. Uh, this is from Limp Bizkit Dreamcast. Love the name. As a fan of Big Cats, parentheses, same here, they kick ass. Scott, why Tiger? Drew, why Snow Leopard? Well, I already said because Scott was already a Tiger and Snow Leopard was my second choice. Um, Tsar uh, Narankar says, What's it like to be better than Ben and Billy when it comes to responding to comments on your, your YouTube channel? Uh, well, let Scott do all of it because uh, he's the one in charge of the YouTube channel and sometimes I respond and a lot of times I just do the thumbs up. So it's great. Uh, Bennett Solomon. Two things. Firstly, I'm about to graduate college. Any advice on job hunting? Two, in parentheses, a really long gay-ass math question. (laughs) Um, Well, I went to an art school and I can give you no advice except for don't waste your money going to a film school. And Scott probably has better advice because he went to an actual university. Uh, yeah, job hunting, I mean, is punk- like punctuality, be confident, don't ramble, you know, like you, you don't, you need to impress them. But I think a lot of places, at least like I've done, I've, I've hired lots of people in my jobs and my careers. And I think a lot of the time is, it's more about, for me at least, I don't, this obviously isn't for every person hiring, but it's it's confidence and it's present presenting yourself in a manner to which I know that if I hire you, you're going to be competent at the job. If you're somebody who struggles with, you know, anxiety or eye contact or rambling or mumbling or short answer, like you're, you're not confident enough to give a full answer, you give a short answer, that's going to hurt you. So I think it's more about being confident, knowing what you're talking about and presenting yourself in like a manner that people are going to see you and say, ah, this is an asset to our team. And I think don't be afraid to take advice or criticism from them during an interview. Like don't get discouraged by things. There's tons of, there's always going to be tons of jobs to like job opportunities. You can figure out your life. You don't have to figure out your life right now. You know, I've never been somebody to look at life and say, if I don't do this right now, I'm never going to do it. Like I, that's not how I am. So if you can just sort of like realize that this is an opportunity, it's a learning process. If you, you take away, take things away from opportunities that you don't get and channel that into your next opportunity. I think that's your best chance. And uh, don't give me math. Cause I Failed math in grade 10 and 11 and had to take summer school for both of them. Uh, these ones are just for Scott. These ones are for me. From UV. Drew, 
Why did you become a wrestler? Uh, well, because I started watching it when I was like four or five, and I was obsessed with it. It's almost as if I have some kind of problem uh, with uh, moderation, and I have addictive tendencies in my life. Um, but I thought it was very cool, and I was very athletic growing up, and I I liked I like to act, even though I'm not a good for the camera actor. I like to be. You know, it's a good way to express yourself. I really like that a lot as, you know, someone who kind of was a nerdy, shy kid who got bullied a lot. It was a nice way to uh, express myself and not really be judged. So, yeah, I just wanted to continue being athletic and kind of be a pres presenter of, you know, of sillies. Uh, have you and Scott ever fought so badly that it had str had a strain on your in your relationship? Um, Honestly, no, not really. I think we've both, you know, like with any relationship or, f or friendship or um, non-penetrative bottom thing we're, we got going on, um, you're obviously going to annoy people and you're going to like frustrate each other from time to time. Like I, I know for a fact I have done that to Scott and Scott has definitely done that to me, but uh, I don't think we've ever like... We we had a we had a group of there was five of us that were all like you know VCW wrestlers which was our company in Vancouver and we were all really close and then over the course of time it kind of dwindled down to two and a half and Scott and I were kind of the only two that there was never any like friction between us and some like with us like we there would be friction with us and other people or the other people in the group would have f problems but like. We've honestly never really had, like, a fight fight, like, ever. Um, I think it's because, like, our personalities are so similar. Our style of comedy is so similar. And also, like, we're not giant-ass fucking babies like everybody else we know. So it, 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 it it's never really come to that, ever. And uh, even, like, as we've gotten older and we've gotten, like, meaner to each other, we both don't take it seriously. So, yeah, I, I would say we've honestly never had that problem, which is that the, the reason why we're best friends. Uh, what is the worst injury you've ever had? Uh, well, I've, uh, I fractured my forearm playing hockey. I fractured my ankle, uh, getting pulled by on, a, on me standing on a skateboard, my uh, high childhood best friend on a bike. Uh, we put a skipping rope around the seat. I held the skipping rope. We put a ramp halfway down my street. He rode the, the bike and it pulled me and we did it about 20 times and I got, I don't know, three feet every time and then just kind of like fell off i was not a skateboarder and it was on lunch break in high school and we said hey we should probably go back to school and i said let's go one more time and that one more time i went almost all the way to the ramp and then the skateboard shot out and i fractured my ankle uh i also fractured my collarbone in hockey i broke i fractured one of my thumbs at hockey i've fractured almost all of the little bones on the top of my feet from hockey um but <laughs> the worst one was i slipped a disc in my spine uh it was a tag team match in the early days of three to one battle that was scott and kelly versus me and our friend dan and scott gave me one of his moves from standing on the outside apron of the ring through a table that was set up on the floor and I, like he did nothing wrong i did nothing wrong but the way that we landed is that his butt and my upper back and shoulders went through the table and then my lower back swung down and hit the cement floor so i couldn't 
really walk. I did get back in the ring and finished the match and then refused to go to a hospital in the United States. So we went and got a giant bag of ice and put it behind my back and we drove all the way back up to Canada. And we went to a hospital, and then I went to bed, and I got up in the morning, and I told my mom that I couldn't walk, and I had to go to the hospital. So we went to the hospital, and it turned out I had a slip disc in my back, and the emergency room doctor was very bad at his job, and he prescribed me morphine pills, which I then, for a very brief period of time, got addicted to. So, slip disc in the back. Um, How long did it take... For you to realize that you were a furry, <laughs> what made you become a furry? I was hoping this question would come up. Um, I don't think I realized it until like well into like I was a regular human being, bad guy wrestler. Then I became a regular human being, good guy wrestler. Then I did a promo where I said a bad word and kind of unintentionally made me a bad guy again. And I feuded with Scott. And if I lost, I had to get sent away to the island of Dr. Moreau, where I would then become a human-animal hybrid. And at at first... It was honestly just because I saw how much merch Scott was selling, and I thought, I need to get in on that. But then I was like, no, like, this is fun. Having art drawn of, of you is really fun. And, like, you know, having a ridiculous tale that is always in your way when you wrestle. And, like, kind of being able to act like a big cat is really fun to do. So that was kind of, so you know, it would be like maybe like 2019 or 28 like the end of 2018 beginning of 2019 was when it was like okay we're gonna like we're gonna work our way towards doing this and then the pandemic hit and then we couldn't wrestle and then you know so it was it was kind of that (laughs) uh i think you mentioned that you were a film teacher before why did you become a film teacher uh well i graduated film school and at the three days before i graduated film school was when i slipped the disc in my back so i graduated on crutches and then i was on bed rest for three months and i was kind of verbally abusive to my girlfriend at the time also i was addicted to pain pills and then when that was over i needed to get a job because i was so fucking broke from being a film student living in downtown vancouver one of the three most expensive places to live in canada uh so i got a regular job at a grocery store which is what i'd been doing before and i kind of grew to hate it so my friend had started working at the school as well and i said to her hey i will literally take any job at the school and so i got a regular teaching assistant job which i only did for maybe three months and then somebody who had a higher up position who uh, they wanted to move on to a different part of the school and they were looking for somebody to take over and i was like i i will gladly do it and so it went from being in charge of this thing to then, okay, we need somebody to teach this class. And I was like, I know how to do it, so I'll teach it. And then I ended up teaching, you know, seven or eight classes. And then I just kind of kept doing it. And I did it for four, four-ish years. And uh, yeah, I never intended to become a teacher and I had no formal training, but I had just gone through the program. So I knew all the answers. I knew what everything was. And uh, so I could just, you know, kind of show show these students kind of my knowledge from going through the program. And I've made some like really good friends from doing that, that were students, but are now like, you know, people who also want to make films. So it's, it's nice to have those people in your life. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why, uh, these next ones are for both of us. 
what are your favorite restaurant experiences? Well, I'll give you a, I'll give you a positive one and I'll give you a negative one. I mean, the positive one is literally just there is an amazing Italian restaurant in Vancouver called Anton's that Scott and I love. And we've gone there for many a birthdays or celebrations or whatever. And like the portions are great, like big and the food is delicious. And it's, it's almost like a whole day of like do not eat anything earlier in the day and you're not going to be hungry later just have anton's so that's kind of like our food food experience that i like and then the bad one is uh if anyone is familiar with drunken peasants and uh one billy the fridge so uh we were in washington for a show and we went to this it was like a a 50s nostalgia kind of like diner but you but it wasn't like like it, it wasn't really a diner but it had like the visual look of a 50s place and it had like tacky shit on the walls and pictures of like elvis and you know like all that stuff and and so we went in there was a large group of us we all order we're hanging out, you know, everybody's kind of being rowdy and obnoxious. We're all professional wrestlers, so we're all going to be assholes, kind of. And the waitress comes, like, late, you know, at the end of the end of the meal, and she starts handing out the receipts, and she comes to Scott, and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry, like, I accidentally put your drink on his bill. And without missing a beat, uh, Billy the Fridge says, you fucking bitch. Like, jokingly, right? And uh, she didn't know it was a joke, so she uh, immediately turned away and went into the back and started crying, and we're all like, Bill, like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize. And uh, so somebody had to go, like, I, I, somebody got up, I don't remember who, went back and told her, we're like, we're sorry, our friend's just, like, he's an obnoxious idiot sometimes, and he was joking. And she was fine with it afterwards, we're just like, Bill, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, what are your favorite albums? So, I don't listen to a lot of albums like front to back. I it's for me it's like just kind of like music like songs or just like artist like a couple of songs I like by an artist. Um, but like I would say like the actual albums I listen to, man. Uh, like I listened to like grow grow like when I was a kid, like Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory uh, was like never not on constant repeat. So I would say like that. Uh, a couple other albums that I always go back to, like that I always revisit all the way through, are um, Matis Yahoo's Akita is one. Uh, uh, then I'm just trying to think of the name of it. Um, oh, uh, Tegan and Sarah's Love You to Death is another album that I kind of li- listen to front to back. Uh, I mean, I- I'm-, I'm sure this counts as an album, but uh, Bo Burnham's Inside I listen to like pretty frequently. Uh, so yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not really a big, like, albums guy, I'm like a singles, or like a couple songs by one artist, or just like, making playlists of songs I like, I'm not, I'm not specifically like, front to back albums. Um, I guess also the first album I ever bought was Metallica's Black Album, so maybe that too. Um, any drama, weird encounters that both of you are willing to share? I mean... 
Not really. I, I mean, I, I can't think of anything crazy off the top of my head. Like, there was some silly-ass drama going down at the FurCon that we went to a couple weekends ago, but nothing that's, like, super entertaining. I mean, we've dealt with a lot of, like, fucking crazy-ass wrestling drama over the last, like, seven or eight years with, like... Re- real and fake sexual assault accusations, uh, grooming of underage girls. Uh, by, no, to be fair, just a note, none of these were Scott or I. These were other people involved in our wrestling. Um, yeah, I mean, the I'll tell you a weird thing that I'm sure we can share is uh, if anybody's familiar with the professional wrestler uh, Darby Allen, who wrestles for AEW, uh, he grew up in like the Pacific Northwest, like in Washington, and he was very good friends with one of our friends, Chris Ross. And they, you know, they went up and down the road together when they were younger. And then Darby went and, well, I guess younger because Chris is older than him, but like when they were newer to the business and, uh, yeah, he, Chris told us that when Darby was first, like, courting his, his now ex-girlfriend, he used to, uh, draw her paintings using his own blood and semen as the paint. And that was a pretty disgusting thing to hear. Um, if both of you got paid by Manscaped $100 billion because of the pay delays, what would both of you do with it? I mean, number one, get the surgery. Number two, little St. James. The rest of it doesn't matter because we've got the surgery and we own little St. James. Done. Uh, if both of you get to choose who your next sponsor for the pod will be, what brand would you choose? Um, who's going to give us free stuff? Uh, I don't know. One of those like fancy steak companies that, that uh, sponsor people. I'd like to get some free steaks. That'd be pretty good. Uh, or anybody who's willing to sponsor us and give me free Blu-ray movies. That'd be awesome. Um, or uh, what's the bed company? Per- perfect, perfect blue. No, that's the boner pill company. You know what? I'll take the boner pill company. I'll, I I could get some rock solid boners. Uh, and lastly, from UV, what are some of your worst pant shitting stories? Co- close calls included. Uh, I, I think I've, I honestly think I've only shit my pants once, and it, I was, I was so sick with the flu that I had taken so much, f- like, we're talking like two days straight of like. I couldn't keep anything down because I, like, every, anything I kept down would just come out like, like hot diarrhea and i was starting to feel better i had gone to my girlfriend's house at the time and i i like i drank a full bottle of nyquil to just so i could go to bed because i was like i was i'd been not sleeping the whole time i felt so sick and i was like if i have this whole bottle of, of nyquil then in the morning i'll uh get up and feel good, and then we can just, like, go do whatever our plans are. And in the middle of the... It's, and it worked. It completely knocked me out. And in the middle of the night, I was so asleep that I didn't realize that drinking that entire bottle of NyQuil had completely upset my... Like, you know, and I, I, like you're not supposed to do that. And I knew I wasn't supposed to do that. But I figured, like, I'm so sick, this will just do everything. And in the middle of the night, I just had, like, liquid diarrhea. Because the NyQuil had gone right through me, and I was so asleep 
asleep. I didn't know. And the only reason I woke up is because, like, I rolled over and I could feel it. And I thought, like, oh, am I sweaty? And uh, nope. So I went to the bathroom. Not, luckily, nothing in the bed. It was all in underwear and pajama pants. So nothing got on the bed. And then... I went to the bathroom. I I just got right in the shower, full pants and underwear on. Wa- like just soaked them, took them off, and then went back to bed. And then my girlfriend heard me come back to bed, and she asked me what was up, and I told her. And then for like a year, she just would not stop bringing up the time I shit the bed. And I was like, I didn't shit the bed. I shit my pants in the bed. <laughs> Uh, I, w- I will give you a bonus uh, peeing my pants one, which was when I was in high school. The high school I went to was only a couple blocks away from my house. So I le- like, was coming home from school and it was pouring rain and I got home and I realized I'd forgotten to take my keys the day before. So I was like, either I hang around in the backyard and wait for my dad to get home in like an hour or something or i could walk all the way to my grandparents house get the spare key walk all the way back home and be inside right so i decided i was going to do that so I'm, I'm walking all the way to my grandparents house and i'm like halfway between the two houses and i'm like oh i have to pee so bad but it's the middle of the day and like there's people around Otherwise, I would just duck somewhere and pee, but there wasn't anywhere to go. So I was like, well, I can't hold it and there's nowhere to go. And I, I, I could have turned back and gone in the backyard and just peed in my house. But I was like, no, I can make it to my grandparents' house. I can get all the way there. And I was already soaking wet. So I'm like a couple, like three or four blocks away from my grandparents' house. And I just like cannot hold it anymore. So I was just, I just fucking pissed my pants. And I was like, whatever. So I got to my grandparents' house. I just immediately threw my pants, my, like all my clothes in the washer. And just like, who, no one's going to know I pissed my pants. They're getting washed. It's fine. <laughs> uh, man, still so many questions. Uh, Tulika says uh, I am so passionate about listening to your back catalog that I organized your episodes in different playlists corresponding to different categories you can see them in my profile and bully me if, if I did a bad job anyways here's some questions number one is you single I am in fact single yes is Scott asexual my, my opinion he's he's on the border of asexual and just doesn't care about fucking but but will like th- th- that's kind of like the borderline uh what is the worst thing about having a pet a cat as a pet uh i'm allergic to them so that is the worst one uh what console would you recommend to get my as my first one uh i'm a playstation guy I went PlayStation 2, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and I'm going to do PlayStation 5. It depends what you want to do. If you're playing online stuff, I think PS PlayStation is better because the online is free. I don't or okay, it is free and it, it always has been free. Xbox wasn't free and i'm not a hundred percent certain if it is or isn't free i would suggest looking into the games that are exclusive to playstation and the games that are exclusive to xbox and see if there's anything on either side that you're like i really want to play that game and it's own because there are exclusives and if one of those two um 
kind of like piques your interest a little bit more, then obviously go with that one. But I will say I'm a PlayStation guy. I had an Xbox and I had issues with the Xbox uh, as far as like overheating the Red Ring of Death, whatever. But that was generations ago. So, uh, but also good luck finding a PlayStation Five because they're not super easy to figure out. Uh, defined. Sorry. I. <laughs> um, why would you choose? Why would you choose? To be a furry that's a good question um because you can always hold out hope that you're going to get the surgery to become a full-blown human animal hybrid um also you can have really adorable art drawn of you which is nice uh which you can then turn into shirts and then sell at wrestling shows so there's a uh plus to that one how do you manage to maintain such high energy levels at your age how dare you how dare you well first of all <laughs> It's a lot of caffeine. It's a lot of caffeine, a lot of sugar. And as soon as the podcast's over, I die. So it's, uh, I don't, I think it's, I think it goes for both Scott and I. We both are kind of like very chill people. We don't like overstress, overthink shit. We relax and rest and just do whatever the hell we want all the time. And that kind of helps. Like self care and doing whatever you want to do is so much, so many benefits and so good for you that like that's probably why neither one of us looks as old as we are and why we both do actually uh, have energy. Uh, we got here. Who is your favorite 20th century philosopher? Um, I believe it's the man that said, uh, he who goes to bed with itchy bum, wake up with stinky finger. Uh, the worst cocktail you've ever had. I mean, I don't, oh, there's some, there's some that use like Tabasco in it or like hot, like spicy stuff. And like one, even like a micro sip of that. And I'm, I'm puking. I'm not happy. Um, how did you meet Adam? Uh, I met Adam at a screening of Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac. Uh, Scott was bringing him along, and that was my first interaction with him. And there will be a Adam question later that is just for Drew. Um, so listen for that. Uh, presidential or parliamentary system of government? Oh, um... I don't know. Do either of them work that well in this day and age, in this climate? I don't, I don't know. Is authoritarian dictator an option? Because, like, I would rather have that. Um, what are the geographical boundaries of Drew's fetish for exotic women? I, I don't, I don't know how to answer this. Uh, there are no boundaries, and... It's not exclusive to exotic women. That's just the kind of women that like me. I don't get a lot of high-end white women that like me. I get a lot of middle-of-the-pack or high-end Latina women that like me. So I don't have geographical boundaries. If you're into me and I'm into you, then I'm cool with it. Uh, who was the last... What, what was the last good book you read and when did you read it? Uh, well, I'm not much of a reader. I don't read a ton of books. Um, the last book I finished was... Uh, I don't actually know what it's called. <laughs> that's that's how terrible this is. I mean, I don't read for... I don't read fiction. I only read non-fiction. Um, uh, sorry, I'm trying to type it up. Ah, here we go. Uh, yeah, I don't read 
for fiction. I watch movies for fiction. So if I read, I read nonfiction. Uh, the last movie, I, last movie, last book I read was uh, called Beneath the Surface, Killer Whales, Sea, sea World, and the Truth Beyond Blackfish, uh, written by John Hargrove. It's kind of this a book that is along the same path of the movie blackfish but there's just more detail into uh orcas in the wild and some more like in-depth conversation about stuff that happened at SeaWorld. um which you know that's that's kind of more of the thing i'm into i also read a book that was called uh let me see uh by it's called god's bankers uh, which is written by Gerald Posner. It's a history of money and power at the Vatican. I also read that. Uh, so you can read all about how the Vatican uh, covered up a lot of money for the Nazis. Um, and yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really a big book person. I'm more of a movies and kind of like that, how I um, ingest uh, entertainment. Uh, what are your thoughts about cricket? The sport, not the insect. Uh, I like it. I, my uncle is my, my, my uncle through marriage is from, um, Ghana and he's of Indian like ancestry and he like, he loves it. And I watched a little bit of with him in my lifetime. And then I had an Indian student when I was teaching that taught me like literally all the rules of everything. And, and like we went, he like went so in depth on everything. And like, that was cool. Um, I think it's entertaining when like the highs are high, but I don't know that I could ever just like sit there and watch an entire game on television. Maybe going to one would be pretty cool, like in person because like the atmosphere, but, uh, watching it on TV is not, uh, not really that entertaining to me. Um, what were you doing when 9-11 happened? Well, uh, I was in high school and my mom woke me up at like, I don't know, 630 in the morning and said a plane flew into the World Trade Center. And I said, I'm trying to fucking sleep. I don't have to be up for two hours. And uh, she made me get up because it was a world event. And then I went to high school where all we did was watch the same recorded hour and a half from TV that my teachers had because they had recorded it before they came to work so we were getting no new information and that was the entire day what are your thoughts on pascal's wager i don't know what pascal's wager is and i refuse to look it up uh are you talking about pedro pascal uh how do you deal with faux mo i don't deal with FOMO very well. I definitely get it big time. Uh, as I've stated, I have a massive Blu-ray collection and there are lots of times where in my head, I think I should go to, there's a, there's not a lot of hard copy Blu-ray places left in the world. And I often think, Oh, I should, I haven't been in a little bit. If I don't go now, what if they have something I will never find again? And then if I don't go, I like kind of obsess about it. So then the next time I go, I have to just like spend $300. So then I'm like, good, I got everything and there's nothing left that I don't have. Like that's how I deal with FOMO. Uh, when did you get your first cell phone? I was in high school and I believe I was in grade 11. Uh, who is your favorite character from Sex and the City and why? Um, I have, I've surprisingly 
seen a lot of Sex in the City. I definitely had girlfriends that made me watch it. Um, I don't think I remember a lot of it. And a lot of it was probably involved with like um acts acts of sex in the in the room but uh i'm a i'm a charlotte man myself i think kristen davis is uh gorgeous and i've always had a crush on her so uh charlotte uh what made you get into wrestling i mean i kind of answered it before i started watching it as a child and i like the entertainment aspect and the athleticism and that's kind of how i dealt with being a being a nerd uh, have you stopped beating your wife? No, never. Uh, the questions aren't directed at one specifically. Can be answered by both either. <laughs> I read it as both or neither. Oh, we can just not answer these? I didn't know that was an option. Uh, Nugget Style Chunklet asks, Why are you both still single? Well, I've only been single for like seven or eight months. Six months. Whatever. And... Um, I'm kind of enjoying it, to be honest. I forgot how much I love my freedom and how much I don't want to be told what to do and I don't want to do things I don't want to do. And that also just, I don't know, I it's dating. Dating is legitimately very hard in Vancouver. Um, there is a lot of uh, unattainable standards and... Uh, I could I could go I could do a whole fucking podcast on how awful dating in Vancouver is, especially as somebody because like Scott doesn't date. Um, but as someone who dates in Vancouver, I can tell you for sure how fucking awful it is to date here. Um, it's very hard to meet people and it's very hard to like find like I, it's both sides. It's not just me to whim, with women, but like women to men or to me that it is hard to get people to commit to things, right? To like commit to dating one person or being in a relationship or whatever. And uh, also just people are really fucking picky and it's hard to just like settle. I don't think a lot of people want to settle. I don't want to settle. So yeah, that's probably why. That's why I'm single. Um, describe your ideal partner, if any. Um... That's a loaded GD question. Again, too many questions that are like that are a full forty-minute answer. Um, I'm a mellow person. I'm a very chill, laid-back person. I don't, I don't like to be pressured or stressed into things, or I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> um, so I think it's just someone who's just like matches my energy of like being mellow being go with the flow not really being like a stressful like workaholic who's too focused on like always doing something like i like downtime i like just relaxing and watching movies and getting food and i'm kind of a homebody so it's got to be somebody that's a little bit like that um but then also just somebody who's i don't know like uh really goofy and silly and nerdy and not really afraid to be themselves and fun and like very like inter interested in like being intimate all the time and kind of being like very like I don't I don't want to date somebody and it feels like I'm 36 years old. I would like to date somebody where it feels like we're, you know, 24 again. 
So, like, that's kind of my mentality. I honestly don't really care about body or ethnic background, even though I make jokes about it. I don't really care about any of that stuff, like height or anything. Like, it's a lot about personality, but it's also a lot about, like, just matching who I am and not trying to change who I am and not trying to... uh, And, like, just, like... Living in the moment and being with me and just, like, liking to spend time with me no matter what we're doing. And you don't have to be, like, I need to plan things or I need to... <laughs> Probably sounds bitter, like I'm uh, referencing somebody specifically, which, yes and no. It's just, like, a, a general statement. Uh, favorite sleep position? Well, I sleep on my side. So, that. Uh, I'm assuming sleep is uh, Im- implying... Uh, consensual sex between adults. Um, I mean, who doesn't like doggy? It's probably the best thing ever. I would say that. Uh, I hope that answered your questions. Uh, Fish Cake of the Mist. That's a weird-ass name. One, based solely on your opinion, can I get a one- to five-star rating for these big cats? Oh, easily. Um... I'm going to go in reverse order because the best answer is at the end. No, I'll just go in order. Uh, lion, minus five. Uh, tiger, five. Jaguar. Ooh. 3.75. Uh, cougar. Now, if we're just going North American Cougar, I'm giving it like a three. If we're going Puma... South American Puma, I'm going to go three and a half because the, the, the tail and the face and the the color are a lot better on Pumas. Uh, okay, Leopard, because this is so regular Leopard, four. Cheetah, one. Snow Leopard, five. Lynx, that's a real hard one. I think it's a 2.5. Big paws, big ears, cute face, no tail. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, could you, oh, God. <laughs> this, this is how, we're both gonna do three hour podcasts because these questions there's so many goddamn questions could you talk about the creation of your wrestling characters slash cat did you have your personas first then added them to your wrestling later if so what is a natural decision to incorporate them into wrestling or was it a natural decision um so obviously scott was a tiger first and then kelly was a werewolf and I was a regular guy. And then I realized, uh, hey, Scott's got the right idea. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to all, I didn't want to be the second tiger. So I went with Snow Leopard and Snow Leopards have enormous tails. So I thought I'm going to get a comically oversized tail that is going to be super cumbersome and impede me from doing things. And that's exactly what I did. Um... And no, like every, all of my first Sona was straight up designing my wrestling gear. So everything about it was the tail, the paws, the like the fur, the whatever. And I had a, I have a friend who lives in Mexico. Oh, he's from Mexico. He's, he lives in Mexico who happens to know one of the guys who makes all of the Lucha Libre masks for some of the bigger wrestlers in Mexico. And he had done my, my friend Justo, shout out to Justo, uh, had done, 
some work for this guy on something else and he said hey if you ever want a mask like I'll just I can design a mask for you whatever and Husto was kind of like yeah it's fine I don't want it and then he goes hey if you ever want a mask I know a guy and I'm like yes I want a mask so we got me a mask and then we I find found somebody from the film industry who I uh, knew through a friend to get design me gear and I said hey this is exactly what I want it to look like this exact picture right here these are the color patterns for a snow leopard and she went I don't understand but okay and then she made me gear that looked nothing like a snow leopard so I had to wear that for a while because that's all I had but then Scott got new gear and we just got the guy who does Scott's gear who kind of does all my gear anyways uh, Jordan shout out to Jordan um, that he would do it and he would make it snow and guess what he did so we're now i'm working with like much better gear it actually looks like a snow leopard the tails attached to the body because i had originally gotten a tail that was just attached to a belt and it didn't really work that well and it was just very uncomfortable and uh, yeah so it, uh, the fursona was secondary for me the fursona for scott i think was first but the fursona for me was second and then and or the, yeah the fursona was incorporating designing gear for wrestling um and then cat was we wanted a team we used to be we used to be the fur horsemen and then parentheses except none of us are horses but there now we're only down to two and both of us are cats and we wanted cat is sort of like a lot of japanese because scott and i are big fans of japanese wrestling and a lot of the teams in japan have weird poorly translated to english or like don't really translate to English names that like are just words. So like one like the big example that I was thinking of at the time was a team of uh, Lance Archer and Davy Boy Smith Jr. that were called KES and it was Killer Elite Squad, which like yeah, it makes sense. The words work together, but they're just random words that sound good. So we're like I'm like that would be cool to have a team name that was something like that. So then we went through we ran through a bunch of different ideas and a bunch of different names and we kind of landed on Claws Artistry Teamwork cuz it spells cat and also it just sounds fun right so but we still get called cats the cats or whatever so it's fine whatever uh dry juice um what would you like the most what do you like the most about yourself well like i said i like that i have a good personality and i think people like me and people like being around me and they like talking to me i think that's something that I'm very proud of and very happy about. Uh, what do you like the most about each other? Um, I, I mean, I, Scott and I have the same sense of humor and like, it's so nice. It is so nice to have somebody that you can just have a telegram chat with and you can say all of the awful things that have ever going through your head or any funny jokes that you come up with or like very like, inappropriate moments that you can just like you know there's one person you can say this thing to with absolutely zero judgment and zero uh regret after you've said it you're just like scott's gonna think this is funny too and goddamn does he think it's funny right or vice versa like that's the best part of it is that we we have so many of the same tendencies of what makes us laugh or what infuriates us or what we like and so like that that's that's really like what holds our friendship together um 
What accomplishments are you the most proud of? I mean, I'm this podcast getting bigger than I kind of maybe thought it would. I think I'm pretty happy about that. I mean, we started we started doing podcasts in like, or at least recording us talking in like, I don't know, 2009 maybe. But it was just kind of for us and it, or like our wrestling friends. Like we had 20 people that were listening to us do like wrestling podcasts or we used to do, we used to kind of rip off Doug Loves movies, but it, not fully. And when we started kind of like doing the podcast as more of a thing, we were like, okay, this is just going to kind of be fun. It'll just be us watching wrestling and talking about it. It'll be a 30 minute podcast, whatever. And then it kind of exploded. And, and I'm like, I'm pretty surprised by that. And like very happy that we are where we are. Like, yeah, maybe everybody can get a Manscaped sponsorship, but like we got a Manscaped sponsorship or like we do all requests spectaculars that were like, maybe if we get a couple hundred dollars, that's pretty cool. And then it's like blown out of the water. And I'm like, I can't believe how much people like us. Like that, that's a very big accomplishment for us. And I think I've had like, I've had good, great matches in wrestling that I'm very happy with. Like, if you want to specifically go watch like uh, me versus Jeff Cobb, like I'm very happy about that match. I worked my ass off in the gym to get down to 180 pounds and like the best shape I've ever been in. And then that match was over and I was like, uh, now what? Get fat again? Done. And then I got fat again. Uh, but yeah, I think that's like the things I'm the most, uh, most proud of. Uh, when and how did you realize you were furries? I mean, I said it before. It was like talked about with scott about me turning into a cat to, to be a team although originally there was a talk of me maybe being like an african wild dog because they look cool but then it just never really like then it never went further than just saying that and uh so yeah that's kind of how we got into it uh if you could go anywhere in the world on a trip where would you go i mean i i really really want to go to japan i would love to go to japan um i just kind of want to travel more in general just to like places but like when i go places on vacation i don't go to do touristy stuff i don't really like the i have to go here and then i have to go here and then i have to go here like for me vacations are relaxing so i want to like be mellow and chill and just like be on a beach be in a cabana get food like find cool places that are like that like i don't really want to go places but I, yeah, I, I mean, I want to go to Japan. I feel like Japan's like one of the coolest places in the world. It's so unique and different from everything else. I want to go to the the suicide forest just so I can say that I went and didn't kill myself. Uh, I also want to go to Italy so that I can go to uh, Paveglia. Uh, or try, try and go to Paveglia because I don't think you actually can. It's uh, the most haunted uh, place in the world, I believe because uh it was a tuberculosis clinic and a they where they buried all the bodies from the black death so like the back half of the island is like a massive 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 uh like huge grave and it's full of just like all these dead corpses that'll ne that have never been identified and stuff that's really cool uh but yeah i think japan is where i want to go uh why did scott study biology i can't answer that for you because that was before i knew him but i assume it's because he's smart uh, Foxed071, what do you guys do in your spare time? Well, kind of answered that before, but I'll answer it again. Um, I play a lot of video games. I watch a ton of movies. If you follow my letterbox, then you'd know how many movies I watch. Uh, I like to play sports. I like to exercise. I like to just 
be in my own personal space and relax and do my own thing and not not stress about life. Uh, smothered in fur. Good name. What's your furry body count and normie's body count? Uh, well, sadly, my furries is zero. Um, and if I go normies, um, like, <clears throat> I'm going to say around 40, like, yeah, I I, w- I would say I mean I started having sex at nineteen and I'm uh, almost thirty seven. So yeah, I would say about forty. I definitely had a couple of man whoring years in there and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, furries is zero, and that's because uh, I don't feel like there's a ton of female furries that you encounter out and about, uh, or if you do, they're insulated quite well from the cool jock wrestlers. Um, Jeremy Belansky, in the realm of realism, what are your hopes and dreams for your future? Um, don't die early, I think is a big one. Um, still be able to walk at 50 would be pretty cool. Uh, but uh, legitimately, I mean, I I want to make movies. I really do want to make movies. I just I want to express myself. I want to have fun with people that have similar ideas and are like-minded to me. I just want to kind of have a good time with the rest of my life i i want to travel i want to um like experience new things i want to keep wrestling as long as i can i you know i wouldn't mind finding the right person and spending time with them and going around the world and but yeah i just want to i just want to be uh just want to be happy uh jason phillips uh, have you ever been in love? Yeah, I, I mean, I have. Um, probably a couple times. Um, but yeah, I have been. Uh, which one of you is more gay? I don't know. Is this queer? Is this queer? You can't see, but I'm uh, pointing to my biceps. Um, I would say... I've had sex with a woman more recently than Scott. So I guess me? Ah, our good friend Zachary K. Look at you. Look at you. Uh, these are Drew-centric questions, as per him. Uh, Snow Leopard, why? Well, like I said, uh, Tiger was taken, and Snow Leopards were number two. Uh, most memorable hockey moment, but over both overall and in person. Are you talking about me playing hockey or, like, NHL hockey? Um, let's see. For me... Uh, my, like when I was maybe like 16, my team won like a big tournament locally or not like, you know, in BC, we won like a big tournament, which was really good. Um, and like, that was like a huge moment. Uh, but yeah, overall, man, uh, the, anybody who's familiar with it would know the golden goal, which was uh, Sidney Crosby scoring the uh, Olympic gold medal winning goal against Team USA in Vancouver in the 2010 Olympics. Uh, that that was that was awesome. That winning gold medal in Canada in your city where you live is is like, amazing. I wasn't at the game because tickets were like ten billion dollars, but uh, that. Uh, then there was in the 2011 Stanley Cup playoffs, the Canucks went all the way to the final, but in the 
first round. They they had been losing the Chicago Blackhawks like every year in the playoffs because the Blackhawks were so good. And in that year, we uh, we managed to beat them in overtime to move on to the next round. That was awesome. Um, and then just in person. I don't know if I have a lot of in-person ones. I mean... Scott and I went to Nashville to wrestle and we bought uh, day of day of after the game had already started Nashville Predators tickets that were like $20 and we were like maybe eight throw. And that was like really cool experience because it was my first game away from Vancouver in a stadium where like everybody was actually there to watch hockey and it was like pretty cool. Uh, and then I also went, I did go see one of the games during the 2010 Olympics. I saw Canada, Switzerland, which, uh, went to a shootout, which wasn't that fun, but yeah, that, I think in person, those are the ones, uh, what was the turning point in which you decided to wrestle or decided wrestling was for you? Uh, like, like I said, like I grew up watching it my entire life. Um, and I always wanted to be a wrestler. Um, and then, yeah, I think like the 2003 Royal Rumble, Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, I was like, I need to be a wrestler. <laughs> this is what I want to do. Um, then uh, I, uh, in parentheses, I said, I guess you can answer this one too, Scott. Uh, you've talked about hockey, but hardly any basketball. Who are you rooting for in the playoffs in your favorite team? Uh, your favorite teams you either actively or passively follow. Uh, well, I've been a Minnesota Timberwolves fan since the day I discovered basketball. So the mid-90s when the team had only been around for a little while. Uh, yes, I, I actively support the noted worst franchise in American sports history. Uh, they are terrible and have been forever. But man, Kevin Garnett was my guy. I will. I love KG and I I diehard Timberwolves fan. So I was cheering for them. I'm glad they got in the play-in. I'm glad they took one game from the Nuggets. It's more than I expected. So it's all it's always Minnesota. It's on and off Toronto, but um I mean, I feel like that's kind of like a popular thing to do these days is to just be like, "Ah, oh, this is the team closest to me. I'm going to cheer for them." So, uh they're not, they're not the closest team to me, but like they're the team that is in Canada. So, but yeah, it's all, it's always Timberwolves all, all, all the time. I don't care if they're bad. I like most people cheer for their team to win the championship. I win. I cheer for my team to make the playoffs. <laughs> to me, that's winning the championships. Uh, Carl Dampere. Is that how it is? Carl Dampere. Carl Dampere. Uh, are the two of you aware of the Eurovision Song Contest? Are you planning to watch it this May? I am, I am very familiar with Eurovision because it is usually, is it, it's not hosted by, but like the talking head guy of it is Graham Norton from the UK, who I love and I love his show. Um, and I'm also familiar with Eurovision because it gave us uh, Epic Sax Guy back in the day, which the, the actual song for that is on my Spotify playlist. So I am familiar with it. I don't always watch it, but I do once it gets down to like the certain amount of like whoever, however many are left i do usually listen to the songs to see if they're any good um but i yeah i don't actively watch it when it's i don't even know if it airs in canada I, I i think maybe if you if you had bbc canada you could watch it but nobody has bbc canada uh have any of you watched an 
rendition of it before or maybe the awful Will Ferrell movie. I have seen the awful Will Ferrell movie. I will admit uh, it is bad. Um, no, I mean, I've seen clip, bits, bits and clips of it, like when there's good performances or like unique performances. And then I've seen like bits and pieces of Graham Norton doing like funny voiceover and funny comedy, like stuff like that. But yeah, I haven't actually watched the whole thing. Uh, the French contestant this year is a Quebecois lady. What are your thoughts about Quebec, Quebecois people in general? How is somebody from Quebec in Eurovision? I feel like that's cheating. Um, I don't know. Quebecois people, like people from Montreal, fine. People from the rest of Quebec are uh, smelly pigs who uh, don't shower and smell like cigarettes. So that's my opinion on them. Uh, spoken as someone who's never been. Uh, if another nation had colonized part of Canada instead of France, which one would you prefer? Um, I mean, Spain, because then there'd be a lot more sexy Latina women in this country but um because as if i need more punishment um i mean there's not a lot of options right i mean maybe the the dutch would be pretty interesting uh there'd be a lot of very tall people in this country um yeah not a lot of options right france england spain dutch uh what about the chinese yeah they weren't doing anything uh michael blake Although spelt the wrong way. I don't know if that's a typo by Scott or his name is spelt E-A-L. That's weird. That's throwing me off. Now I don't want to answer his questions. Uh, what's some advice you'd give to green wrestlers that isn't typical or obvious? Wash your goddamn gear. Don't be a jerk, etc. <laughs> Wash your gear is a big one. Um, man, non, non-typical or obvious advice. Um, man, that's hard. I think, well, I mean, I said it before is just, you don't have to, you don't have to be over the top. You don't have to do too much. Like less is actually more, but I think, man, that is, that is hard. Um, it's, it's fine to say no to things. You don't always have to say yes to every opportunity given to you or if you're wrestling someone and you're not comfortable doing something you don't have to say yes because of who they are or what they're asking you to do like you need to protect yourself just as much as you're protecting them so and, and like you know you look out for yourself just as much uh man yeah i think keep your opinions to yourself is also a pretty important one, especially when it comes to like, I don't know, like topics. It's okay. I think I'm probably, I'm probably phrasing it wrong, but like just because you have an opinion on something specific in, in dialogue or conversation or backstage or whatever, uh, you don't need to tell everybody. You can just keep your mouth shut. It's a good way to get yourself in trouble. It's a good way to get yourself like less opportunities. So whether you have strong opinions on something or you are, don't like other people's opinions on things, uh, just keep it to yourself. That's always a good, good one. And um, I guess as far as like wrestling goes, uh, a very good way to get it is like, a really, really good way to get opportunities and move on in the business is like de design a move set for yourself that is very, very snug. Like snug, not in the sense of like you hit guys really hard because that's uh, snuggy and that's different. Um, 
you know, you do, you get your, you get your John Cena moveset, right? You get your five, you get five moves and you perfect those five moves and you, you, you don't have to do all five of them every single match. But if you work on those things that define who you are, like everybody can do a suplex, everybody can do a scoop slam, everybody can do a standing elbow drop or a big boot or an elbow in the corner, like Though th- that those things are like across the board or whatever, but like uh, find the thing, find like the very specific things that you want your character or you as a wrestler to do, and then uh, and then and then just work on those. Like focus on developing those to the best of your ability, because that way you can put matches together so much easier the further along you go. Where it's like, what is a move you you hit? you hit here then you go okay this is this is the move i do like okay perfect work it in like that's that's something that's really important instead of trying to think like well i could i could do a standing hurricane rana or i could do i maybe i could do like a a dive here or something like you're just throwing out ideas because you know that those are moves but they're not your moves that you specifically do i don't know maybe i hope it's being phrased right um biggest inspiration for getting uh, oh, I, I I lost my train of thought. Uh, biggest inspiration for getting into wrestling, and how soon did you regret those life decisions? Um, man, I mean, gro- growing up, Macho Man Randy Savage was like the the big guy for me. Like, I was never a Hulk Hogan guy. I was never an Ultimate Warrior guy. I was a Randy Macho Man Savage guy. Like, the voice, the mannerisms, the outfits. But then when he got in the ring, like, the athleticism, the charisma, the uniqueness to his moveset and his abilities, like, he, he was so dynamic in what he could do in there. And he could have matches with, like, anybody uh and then you know as i got older bret hart Shawn michaels uh jake the snake um but yeah i mean i i think randy savage was probably the one for me that like really got me into wrestling and really made me realize like this is so fun uh and then (laughs) regretting it um i don't know like probably after my first real bad concussion and i was like oh i can get hurt doing this shit and then the slip disc in my back and i was like oh you can get really hurt doing this shit so i don't know if i I don't think i've ever actually regretted it though it's something it was literally my childhood dream to become a wrestler and then now when i see my friends that i grew up with or my friends from high school or whoever they always want to talk to me about my wrestling like that that's that's our connective tissue is they're like dude are you still wrestling and then you tell them they're like oh my god man what how are you still wrestling what are you and then you just you talk about it right like i kind of don't like talking about it but it's the only thing that we have so i uh i don't think i regret it i think it's it's the coolest thing i've ever done um if another nope uh, how often have you guys had to share locker rooms with sex pests and how gross did it make you feel? Well, like I mentioned before, we've been involved in a couple of incidents of uh, real sexual assault and made up by somebody who's mentally ill to try and sabotage somebody else. And then it was completely proven wrong. But nobody in the community wanted to believe that it was wrong, even though that person admitted that, that they had made it up uh, or also uh, grooming a 16 year old. Uh, so we've been involved in some of that. Uh, but there's definitely some guys who you if you get like. Uh, feet because 
not every locker room is exclusively like separated and also not every locker room is actually a locker room. So there are times where there are female wrestlers or like people, valets, referees in the same space. And there are definitely creeps. There are definitely guys that will stand in the corner and they'll just watch and they'll make it look like they're not watching, but they're there watching. So it's not every locker room and uh, the companies that we work for, like at least SOS has a very specific separate uh, like women or like, uh, you know, like uh, non-binary trans, like whoever you identify, like a very specific locker room for that. And then there's just sort of like the open space for anybody else who wants to dress with everybody else. And so that's really nice about it is that we, you know, nobody has to feel uncomfortable or grossed out. And I mean, I think a lot of that was like older veterany type guys who aren't really around anymore because their view of wrestling doesn't really align with the current current world. So you don't have to worry about that. But uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody like anything very specific. I mean, we definitely shared a locker room with Joey Ryan a lot, quite a few times, and he's kind of not necessarily a sex pest in the locker room, but a sex pest in like uh, his regular life. Um, DL, I like that on the down low. Uh, well, first one is for Scott and Drew. Is the second one, uh, Drew? How is the weed addiction treating you? Uh, not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. Uh, the edibles help me sleep quite a bit. I don't actually vape as much as I used to. Uh, I don't know if it was like, uh, I just hadn't gotten used to it or it was like a allergic reaction maybe. Cause I am allergic to cigarette smoke. And even though this is a vape, it's still, I don't know if it has the same effect on me, but my eyes, uh, my eyes don't like it. So I'm sticking to the gummies. Uh, what's your favorite inside joke you, or reference you guys share? Well, if we tell you, then it's not an inside joke or reference. Now, is it? How often do either of you go to Tim Hortons? Do you use the Tim's app? Uh, I worked at Tim Hortons in high school and I've had enough free donuts and free bacon to last me a lifetime. So I could not tell you the last time I went to Tim Hortons was, and no, I don't use the app. Uh, Cass Farrell, who are some of your favorite musical artists of all time? Love your guys stuff. Much love from Minnesota, Minnesota. That's what Timberwolves play. AKA the only state that isn't filled with only degenerate zombified 70 year old lunatics sure um well i it's that again like i said it's a hard question for me because i'm not really like uh i'm not really like artists or like full albums of people um but like i don't know i like i do like a lot of hip-hop and a lot of rap but it's not like you know I listen to all of this person. I just like, oh, I like five or six songs by this guy. So I listen to those, right? So it's like, um, I like, uh, I like Drake, obviously, because I'm a middle-aged white guy. Uh, I like Travis Scott. I like Kendrick Lamar. I like Childish Gambino. Uh, I like Thundercat. Although that's not really rap, I guess. Um... I literally opened my Spotify playlist so that I can remember uh, who I'm going to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I like... 
Uh, I mean, Eminem is like the goat. So a lot, tons of Eminem. Uh, Busta Rhymes, um, Nas. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I could go on forever. And then, like, I like a lot of non-rap and hip-hop stuff, too. Like, like I said, like, Linkin Park is always my jam, because that's what I grew up listening to. Uh, you got, like, I like Pearl Jam a lot. I like... Um, I mean, I love Sia, even though she made a terrible movie where she didn't understand what autism was. Uh, Lady Gaga. Um, I like Schoolboy Q. I like him a lot. I like... Post Malone, I uh, like Migos, I like Wale, I like Meek Mill, I like Chris Brown, um, I like Matis Yahoo, Um, I mean, I like, you know, I love Lil Dicky, I like, like, oh, Fetty Wap's a big one for me, I listen to a lot of Fetty Wap, Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm all over the place, really, um, yeah, I'm not really. I don't think I'm. I'm not missing a ton. Uh, I mean, oh well. Le- like legitimately, I would say probably the artist I I, like, I love the most uh, is Lil Peep. But R.I.P. I'm not getting any more Lil Peep, so uh, I can only listen to the same song so much. But uh, yeah, I, and then like I I do. I guess because I've had so many um, Latin speaking girlfriends, I like a little bit of reggaeton. Uh, I like J Balvin. I like Faruko. I like Bad Bunny. Um, and then, I mean, I'll throw in like a random, like I'll throw in a uh, a Spice Girls every now and then. I'll throw in, um, I don't know, like a. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna stop rambling right now because I'm just looking through the list and saying names that I see. So. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm literally all over the place. The only thing I don't like is country and like what I would consider like dad rock. You know, like any any like classic rock, like ACDC dog shit, or like the, the Rolling Stones, or like I don't think the Beatles. Like I don't care. I don't care about any of that stuff, and I don't really find any of it like that that impressive. So, or like I don't listen to it. So those are the only things I don't really care about. Uh, what was Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, Cass Farrell. Shut up. Minnesota. Timberwolves. Let's go, baby. Uh, Houdini. Houdini. Uh, favorite furry artists. Ooh. That, that is a hard question because I don't actually know the names of any furry artists. I, I usually go through Scott, uh, and Scott finds somebody and, uh, <laughs> and then gets the art I want done or his art done or they people send us art. Um, so I... I'm going to leave this one off to Scott and Scott can say it out loud because he'll know the answer probably. Um, list your kinks. Well, wouldn't you like that? Th- two hours and 48 minutes into a podcast and you want me to fucking put myself out there and tell everybody all the things that I like to do sexually. That is very, very inappropriate. But I'm going to do a little bit. No, I'm not. I, can't, I, I'm, I can't do it. I really can't. You can message me privately and maybe I'll tell you. But I'm not putting that out there for everyone to hear. Ah, uh, oh, here... And uh, now's uh, what I would say is our girl, Caraxa Collins. Uh, 
Oh, I got a good, I got a question for you. How the hell am I to complete my masterpiece without hours of rambling nonsense in the background? Nah, but this is actually pretty cool. Here are some questions I thought of and I'm willing to ask publicly. Here's for both of us. More, most serious question. Do you have a plan slash idea for how much longer you'll wrestle for? I would very much like to see a show live, but worry about not making it as I know it wouldn't be until maybe 2024. Um legitimately I will keep going until my body tells me I can't as soon as my body tells me I physically can't do it and honestly I've like there's been times where I thought it was close and if you want like the 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 god's honest truth i had a full-on breakdown during covid and and then even like a year after like the last like last year where i full-on cried because my body was so fucked up and i was like i'm not done wrestling yet and i like i had a full-on bawling cry because i was like i'm not ready for this to end so i'm gonna keep going until like i physically can't uh, whether that be means like my hip can't like it's like my hips suck my lower back sucks and i've had concussions right so all it's going to take is one horrible concussion or for my hips to stop working and i'll be done but up until then i'm going to keep going as long as i can uh maybe less frequently like I, scott is scott is uh, at the moment currently wrestling and is also wrestling tomorrow and i probably could have done both but i don't want to um so yeah, I'll, I'll keep going until I can't. Um, what is your favorite home baked treat? Ooh, soft cookies, soft cookies. Like I like them, like real moist inside and real soft. Uh, chocolate chip. Uh, I even like a peanut butter cookie. I really do. Um, but yeah, soft, not hard, not not all the way done. Uh, what drew? Not drew. Uh, you towards Tiger and Snow respectfully. I mean, I feel like this has been touched on a lot. I would have done a Tiger, but Scott was already a Tiger, and I didn't want to be the second Tiger, so I did Snow Leopard, which was my second choice. Uh, probably second most serious cue. When you're drawn, do you prefer yourself to be... How do you prefer yourself to be represented? I sometimes struggle choosing if I want to be more accurate or to reality or somewhat exaggerating things like muscles when drawing on... Oh, it's a long question. Uh, on one side, I feel I'm just drawing you to look as cool as I see you, but also don't want to... Is it going to go all the way back around? It is not. Uh, to potentially cause insecurity for, <laughs> for my big boys. Um, I don't mind it. Like, I know I'm chubby. Like, I know I have a tum-tum, and uh, most cats do. So I, I really don't mind it. The only thing that will, that agitates me, and it's happened like maybe once or twice, is somebody will draw art of both of us and make Scott like skinny and sleek looking and me accurate. And I go, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> First of all, Scott is very barrel chested and very round up body. And you're making him look like he's a sleek little twink. Like, that's bullshit. Draw us both the same or don't draw us at all. <laughs> So yeah, you can do whatever you want. Like I, I I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a skinny boy. Like I'm I'm upper body muscular and middle body fat. So there you go. Um, coming off how you're drawn, what would you consider your default design? I think big beard and top knot. Um, I don't mean I don't have the top knot anymore. I haven't had the top knot for a little while. Um, I mean I sometimes have a beard. I sometimes don't have a beard. I'm sometimes shaved my head, and right now I have like full like regular haircut. So it's uh, really however you want to draw me. I'm never gonna be mad about art, ever. 
Uh, unless to go back to my previous statement, you draw Scott super skinny and and me fat. Uh, face cams when? Um, I don't know. I'm. It's not that I don't want to put my face out there because it's obviously out there for wrestling, but uh, I don't. I already hate the sound of my own voice. I don't know that I need to see my face saying the voice I hate. So maybe I don't know. We've talked about it. We talked about doing like a live. Um, like a stream of us talking about one of our matches or several of our matches or whatever, but uh, we'll we'll talk about it off pod and let you know. Tail or ears? T N E. I don't know what that means. Uh, have you made any biscuits today? If that's a poop reference, yes. Big old big old poopies. Um, if not, I know what you mean. Uh, these ones are just for me. Uh, what's your elevator movie pitch? Well, I'm not ready to elevator pitch it yet. I'm still in the pre-process. Uh, it's a Wendigo movie, but like legit to the folklore and it's just one guy with limited dialogue and a big old spooky monster in the woods. And it's real. It's not an allegory for anything. It is just a Wendigo. Um... What was it like going to your first Furcon as a coward? No tail. Uh, I hated it, and I don't think I ever want to go to another one again. It's really not for me. If you're not drawing art, buying art, doing drugs, and having gay sex in your hotel room, then there's really nothing to do there, and I'm not interested in any of those. So I really don't want to go again. Uh, Wait, was that flirting? Who, you or me? I mean, you can flirt. All, you can flirt all you want. I'll flirt all I want. Uh, I feel weird about. F- I don't know what's happening. I'm very confused. Uh, then those are all for Scott, so I'm not going to read those ones. Uh, Aaron Ronan, have you seen BoJack Horseman? What do you think about it? Yes, I've seen all of it. Uh, maybe not all of it, but most of it. Uh, it's great. I love it. It's very funny. It's like I like that. It's a mixture of kind of like absurd comedy but like really dark and depressing realism which is very very cool and like i love will arnett i will like will arnett can do nothing wrong in my book so uh i i think it's very very funny um <clears throat> so jimbo jones says how did you guys meet and how long have you known each other uh well I don't know, like two hours ago, I said that we met at uh, a friend of mine in high school, uh, Mike Arbois, uh, knew Scott and them because he'd been wrestling, back at wrestling with them for a couple months at the time. And they, he brought me and my friend Tyler, uh, noted former VCW superstar Johnny Testarossa, to this backyard in Surrey where they had the ring set up. It was covered in overgrown grass and there was broken shards of glass everywhere because they had been doing death matches in the backyard. And I paid Scott $5 to wrestle and I had a 10-man tag that I didn't do a whole lot in. And then the next week I came back and I had a singles match where I also paid Scott $5 to wrestle. And then I just kind of became a regular part of it on and off for a while because I was still playing hockey at like a pretty high level and I was delusional and thought I was going to go somewhere with it. And I kind of was choosing hockey over wrestling probably too much. And so I... I 
wasn't always around all the time. And then it came time to like, well, am I really going to be playing hockey for the rest of my life? And it's like, eh, no, probably not. So I decided to start wrestling a lot more and showed up. And then, like I said, there was kind of uh, quite a few of us in this little group of the five of us, me, Scott, Dan, Chewy, and Kelly. And it kind of just got... And we had other friends. We had other wrestling friends that would, were doing VCW with us and I Suck Sticks with us and stuff. But uh, it just kind of got to the point where, like, everybody else was kind of not around. And uh, Scott and I just had a lot more of, like, you know, comedy and, and comedy and a mindset. And, like, everybody else around us was kind of being a bitch about stuff. And we were like, hey, we're best friends now. Let's not talk to the rest of them. So, yeah. Uh, and that would have been... I mean, I I started wrestling in October 2004, and that was when I met Scott, and I would say that we kind of became, like, actual friends' friends, maybe, like, summer of 2006, or, like, you know, like, more than acquaintances, and then we probably became, like, real full-on friends in, like, 2007, so it's, it's, a, it's been a minute. Um... And now, if you'll excuse me, uh, if I seem distracted here at the end with fucking three hours in, uh, it's because it's 9.45 and I didn't eat dinner, so I'm trying to order food while also recording a podcast. Um, what do we got here? Who's a wrestler pre-modern era? Let's say most of their career is pre-2010 as a line. You always found underrated. One guy you find overrated. Uh, individual answers you don't have to answer as a unit well that's fine because we're not in the same room um i would say man that's tough Un- underrated for sure and i think you it's one of those things where you don't appreciate the person when they're around or when they're active or when you're watching them because you kind of like you kind of take it for granted right but then you go back and you watch stuff like as you're getting older and you're like man like how did i not appreciate that so like legitimately one of the most underrated wrestlers from like my childhood that i now appreciate as an adult there's probably three there's and they're all big guys so big boss man for sure like the athleticism and the agility that he had for that guy throwing kicks and stuff great uh bam bam bigelow probably the most athletic agile big man of all time and uh fucking earthquake john tenta like the guy was so technically sound for being a big fat slob like he was so good and like he was not appreciated at all so I, i think that's the underrated guys uh overrated man um i mean i can give you an a current overrated but that's not your question uh man a overrated guy from before the 2010s um I mean, 2010s, I guess, does he... I don't know, Jack Swagger kind of sucked. Like, he was never good, and even now he's not really good. So, I guess Jack Swagger, but I can't, like, I can't think of anybody, like, way, way back. Because, like, it was such a different atmosphere then, and I was younger. So, like, yeah, like, Disco Inferno kind of sucked. But, yeah, maybe those are the guys. Um... Modern era wrestler you find underrated. Over- oh, there you go. So over overrated for sure is Jay White. 
I don't give a shit what he does with Commander on a on a on a dynamite. Jay White sucks. And and you can throw Juice Robinson in there too because he he gets them all riled up. I don't like it. And so yeah, I I think Jay White is super overrated, and and Juice Robinson also kind of sucks. Uh, underrated man, I could give you a fucking list of underrated guys currently that like just do not get appreciated. It's gonna be mostly Japanese guys, and maybe you've never heard of a lot of them, but like Hiroki Goto, uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, I mean, I would have said Sonata, but then he won the fucking world title, so not Sonata. Um, like, I mean, there's a million Dragon Gate guys. It's I don't want to just do a giant list of guys, but like, it's all it's the answer is always Goto and Ishii. Those are the two guys that are like every year they put out like Ishii kills the G1 every year. Goto's been doing nothing but having amazing tag team matches for like 2 years and like they just never get the like the push to the title. I don't think at this point they're ever winning the title, but those are the two like most uh underrated guys. All right, we're almost there. I swear to god, there's only like t- 10 questions left. So I'm sorry it's 3 hours. Uh via Twitter DM Garfield von Kaiser. Um, so this is a Scott question. This is a Scott question. And the rest are me. Uh, so does Drew get along with Adam? Uh, I, I honestly don't have a ton of interactions with Adam, to be honest. Um, most of the time when I do have interactions with him, it's in a movie theater. Like it's getting, it's, it's in line, in a movie, see a movie, and then we go our separate ways. So I don't really interact with him that much. I had a little bit of interaction with him uh, in Vegas, but he was pretty busy the whole time. And, uh, there was like a large group, so I wasn't really around him, but, um, I I will admit at first I didn't really like him when I first met him and we went and saw Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac. Uh, I kind of just felt that he was very pretentious and not really friendly, like not really like interested in even like talking to me or hearing me speak. So I didn't really like him. And then when he would get Scott would say, oh, Adam's coming. Blah blah. I'd be like, "Uh, maybe I'm not going to go see you. That was very early on, though. Like that was like the very beginning of Scott and Adam kind of having their uh, their marriage. In more recent years, you know, he is a lot easier to be like talk with, talk with, be around. Like he's a lot more social now than I feel like he was before. Maybe that's just like having a new person around or not really knowing who I was. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I I like Adam. I have no bad feelings towards Adam at all. I'm perfectly fine like being around him, hanging out with him. We go to uh we go to film festival stuff in Vancouver together. Um but I I, I honestly don't interact with him that much if at all. So uh, it, it's very much a separate private life of Scott that I'm not really involved in. Um uh please talk about your favorite wrestling themes. <laughs> That is such a goddamn hard question. Um, okay, off off the top of my head, you got uh, old school Big Boss Man. You got old school WCW Steiner Brothers. You got uh, old school WCW Sting, and then like Crow Sting. You got the LWO. You've got uh, like more recent ones. You've got Kenny Omega's like AW solo singles theme you got bobby lashley's wwe theme uh you've got man oh the uh 
when Jack Swagger uh, was with uh, Zeb Coulter and they had the uh, Real Americans theme or whatever, like that was really good. Um, oh, a Pac in AEW has a great theme. Uh, there's a used to be a, there's a faction in Dragon Gate called Red. Uh, which has an awesome theme. Uh, I can give you, I could give you a list of a hundred Garfield and you'd have to listen to all of them. Uh, do you remember the exact episode you realized the Simpsons wasn't good anymore? Um, not really an, a specific episode, but I remember the fact when, or the point when I was like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch the Simpsons when it's on. Uh, it was probably like 2002. I think, and I had maybe missed a couple episodes, and when I came back to, and I was like kind of bummed that I missed the episodes, because at that time, in 2002, it's not like you're going to be able to just, like, see them. You have to wait, or wait around for it to come on, like, a DVD or be reruns or something. And I remember being kind of bummed that I had missed some episodes, but then I went back to it and was kind of like, man, like, I'm I'm fine that I missed those episodes and then I just kind of like dipped off like I think a lot of people for a lot of people it's the Frank Grimes episode I think I've heard several other people say that um, I think that episode's fine um, but that is sort of like the beginning of no sorry no 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 I'm 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 confusing the Frank Grimes episode with the Frank Grimes son tries to kill Homer episode. That's the one that everybody says is like the turning point. And like, I think that one's bad, but like it's in that time frame is when I was like, I'm done with this. Like this was my childhood and now I don't care. Uh, why are you gay? Uh, cause women are awful. Um, since it's literally documented on the podcast when Drew came out of the furry closet, can you, Scott, please talk about when you realized you were a tiger? Well, I'm not Scott, and I probably shouldn't have read that out loud. So, oopsies. And the final four questions. Paranormally, uh, a few questions for you boys since I'm a greedy piggy. Uh, oh, and then wasn't there ones on the... Did he... Hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. I thought you asked more than that. Oh, you did ask four. Okay, never mind. Uh, when talking about pacing, a lot of online creators focus on movies that are too long or slow. I've grown very used to long-form entertainment through series and, ja and games, and this often doesn't bother me. So it's not something I can relate to. Uh, where did it go? It moved over. Or relate with. On the other hand, can you think of any examples of movies that were too, I'm going to assume it says short, too short, or too quick or fast in their pacing? Um, that is a great question. That is a question that I wish I had gotten asked two hours ago when I had more energy to go through it. Um, I never worry about too fast of pacing, though. Like, I think a lot of movies that move very quickly are the kind of thing that I want to see. I like those like absurd too much is going on fly, like things flying at you cuz it like that's the entertainment stimuli that I need. Um you know like you watch you watch like a John Wick movie where he's got like a big actiony fight scene and you're like blah 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 and then like he goes to the next room and you're like blah 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 and then it's like you know like it's an endless cycle of just like constant fast action and visuals but 
I don't think that fast paced or fast pacing too fast pacing is an issue at all. It is, I think for me, it is really only the opposite of too slow that you think your audience's attention span is better than it is. So I've never looked at a movie and thought that was paced too fast. I've thought movies are paced weird, but not bad. But then you like, there's too many that are too slow and that's the problem. Uh, what furry adjacent tags most bother you when, let's say, appreciating art? Um, I don't know, anything that's like pup or baby stuff or diaper stuff is really gross. Um, I don't really like, I don't really get cockvor. I understand vorvor, but cockvor is very weird to me and I don't think I care for it. Uh, number three. I know you both are sports fans and, of course, love wrestling, but what are your favorite sports to go to live games of, aside from wrestling? And, of course, Drew likes hockey. Uh, I do like hockey. I I like I like soccer. I go to soccer. I used to have uh, white cap seasons tickets with uh, former former host of the show, former friend of the show, former friend, uh, Daniel McCabe. Uh, we had white cap seasons tickets. Which is Vancouver Whitecaps. He's a soccer club in Vancouver playing in MLS. Uh, I like soccer. I like basketball. I like going to baseball games, but not for the baseball. I think like the atmosphere and the food is mostly why I would go. But uh, going to watch baseball is not something I give a shit about anymore. I probably did when I was younger. Um, I mean, hockey is number one for me. Um, And... I mean, I've seen an, I've seen an NBA game, I've seen an NFL game, I've seen an NHL game, I've seen an MLB game, I've seen an MLS game, um, I've seen a CFL game, I've seen uh, like the lower like the minor league baseball team in Vancouver. I've seen lacrosse in Vancouver. Actually, lacrosse is pretty fun to go to because um, it's pretty it's pretty nonstop. It's pretty fast. Uh, there's like fights, which is cool. Um, and I like like I like the MMA. I used to really love MMA. I used to love UFC back in the day. I don't. It's kind of for dickheads now. But I went to, I went to uh, a UFC paper. I went to two UFC pay per views live. Um, but yeah, hockey, hockey's always going to be number one for me. Uh, me like you know basketball's fine, but it, it depends how close you are. And then you know like who who's playing but yeah hockey will always be number one for me uh and finally the last goddamn question of this thing uh who are your favorite people in new japan wrestling well like i said it's always the answer is always ishii goto shibata are always the answer but then okada obviously tanahashi although not as much anymore because now he's an old man um then you got like I mean, the big revelation for us the last couple of years was that El, uh, El Desperado's great now. Taichi's pretty good now. Um, obviously, like Sonata's really good. Um, I mean, I'll always have a spot in my heart for Hanma. Um, but yeah, I mean, the answer is always Goto, Ishii, Shibata. Those are like the three guys that Scott and I always love. And we're like, we all, any, anything they do, anything they're in, we're always on, on that, that dick. So is that everything? Am I finally done at three hours and 13 minutes? I hope Scott doesn't get mad at me, but then also he's not going to do any better. So I hope. 
he's like three three hours and thirteen minutes. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you got to cut that. Like, how'd you do that? And then he's gonna do it, and it's gonna be like four hours and twenty minutes, four twenty. And uh, he's gonna be like, oh, I'm the asshole. I hope that's how it goes. Um, so I hope you enjoyed. I hope it wasn't too much rambling. I hope you didn't just skip my episode altogether and do Scott because I'll be sad. Uh, but again, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Letterboxd, on Mastodon, on TikTok, on Vine, on uh, Growler, on Whaler, on uh, Dump Truck, uh, Serian Softpaws. Mostly just do Letterboxd. It's the only one I am I'm pretty active on and actually care about. Um, yeah, do I have anything else to say that's important? Um, no. So I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy Scott's part of this, which I'm sure will be a second episode. And um, I just feel like I'm rambling now because I haven't eaten yet. So. 10 o'clock dinner. What a time to be alive. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Appreciate it. And thank you. And uh, I love most of you, but not all of you. Bye.